Hey, it's Dan Harmon from Harmontown. I want to tell you about an exciting new podcast coming to Feral Audio called Launch Left. Rain, Phoenix, and Moon Zappa are going to interview extraordinary minds, mavericks, and pioneers in their fields. This season, Launch Left is going to celebrate nonconformists like Michael Stipe, Shepard Ferry, Spike Jones, Mario Batali, and many others. And those guests are also going to spotlight their favorite left-of-center emerging artists. So listen and subscribe now at feralaudio.com slash left, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can do it however you want, man. That's the nonconformist part. Thanks for visiting Twisting the Wind. This is absolutely the best place you can be right now. So just enjoy the listening. And yeah, uh huh. Yeah. Inside of it right now. This is. We're fully fucking sonic right now, okay? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's pretty good, right? That's how it sounds right now. It's going to keep sounding that way for a while. And thank you for understanding that and being a part of it, okay? I'm going to leave you and then start getting into it. into it now here we are into the twisting the way musical section a little i guess a little new a little new intro music there that's a song called power <laughs> a song called the power of gray skull and it's again by steve Ernest and his cronies i love it it's so rip and raw it gets better i've had a lot of visions to that song like visions of like a like driving some sort of giant, like nonsense, fake uh, tractor, like dune buggy machine over a really quiet meadow. Then all of a sudden, you hear that sound and that song, and this thing is just ripping. It's like, like sputtering, like, and it just catches the most air and uh, tears up the grass. It just ruins the grass. 
Just it ruins the sod. Hey kids, kids, stay off the sod. God damn it, stay up. Don't ride your bikes through the sod. That's new sod. Sod. That's new rolls of grass that we had put in here because the grass was destroyed when we built the house because it's a new house and this is a development and you got it. You gotta have grass. I'll tell you one thing right now. I don't know a whole lot about a lot of things, but I'll tell you one thing you gotta have. You gotta have grass. <laughs> oh man, you better have some fucking grass in your house. Otherwise, give up. Go to work, get your money, get your sod, get your grass. Okay. That was a little point there uh, that doesn't need to be made. I'm going to try to make this brief. Okay, first things here. This is a band that is uh, uh, a guy named Trevor Campman, but he goes by Holland as uh, as the artist in this situation. Holland. The the A is capital. Does it have to be? I don't know. I, I, I appreciate that. I don't I don't mind a little uh, caps in the middle of things, if that's how you want to be. I think that's good. Go for it. Be it. Be weird. Be Do whatever you want to do with your name. Because people are going to say it wrong no matter what. So, enjoy it. Uh, this is off of a more recent album. It's called I Blow Up. It came out in 2010. I bought this on Bandcamp.com, off his website, his Bandcamp, which if you haven't used before, you should because it's amazing. Bandcamp is a great... Great way to distribute your music as an artist, uh, especially in this day and age where we're, we've all learned. Maybe you, maybe you haven't learned, but I've recently learned that Spotify and uh, other streaming services like it are giving artists basically nothing. Giving them, oh, here's some cents. Here's some pennies. Here's a fucking... Uh, it's ridiculous. I, it's the kind of thing I don't even want to talk about because it just it's like... It just makes me angry because it's uh, it's you know there's a couple people at fault there and you kind of can't can't if you're an artist and you sign your rights to someone for streaming well I don't you know I don't fucking know I really don't know who's to blame but I know that it's not good and if you're streaming all of your music stop it and start buying as much as you can because the artists you like are not getting anything from streaming at all they're getting fucking they're getting pennies they're getting checks of pennies. It's, it's 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 absurd. You have to have like five hundred thousand plays on something to even make enough to buy lunch. Okay, it's fucking ridiculous. God, well things will things all all bad things end in due time, don't they? I like to think so. So so um, go to Bandcamp when you can of a, of a, of an of an artist and buy it directly. And I think um. Yeah, Amazon is good too. That you you get a that's that's a direct purchase type of thing. So you're good with that. So you're good with there, okay? But Bandcamp is the best. Or obviously buying directly from the label and that stuff. So now that I've gone off on that tangent after introducing the artist, like a true unprofessional douche douche. I will play the song now. This is it's fucking good stuff here, okay? It's really good. It's got, it's kind of like an electronic vibe to it. It's really you know it's really gonna be all over there. You're gonna like it. Okay, I think you will.
song is called Slap to This Day. It's by Holland. It's on an album called I Blow Up. And if you like that at all, get it. Uh, the whole album is really, really, really great. It's so great. It's got, it's all over the place, but all sounds the same, but same really great tone. That's the thing I, I think I talk about way too much and I think about too much, but if you, if you got the tone right, pretty much everything else is going to be okay. Get that tone down and you're fine, Okay. And he has the tone down. I don't know what he's doing, but the tone is there. He's got another really great album called, uh, it's an EP called Drums that came out like five years before this, maybe more. And it is, it is ripping. It's like a rip town. It is drugs. It's a bunch of drugs on a spoon. And maybe, maybe I was using a lot of drugs back then. I was listening to that and that kind of amplifies it. Maybe. I don't know. Honesty, I'll save that for the uh, later part here. Okay. Also, a little note, a little note is that uh, if the MP3s you're hearing are if on this uh, program, this program you're hearing right now is an MP3. So that changes the nature of some of the sounds of these uh, uh, songs. So just know that if you like something, like if you if you like the way it sounds at all, it's going to sound so much better when you buy it and acquire it because it's just. We don't have the bandwidth to to uh, display these songs as they are meant to be heard. Just because it's, yeah, there's, just, there's no room, man. We got like a long show here. We can't fit in all the sounds. There's a big spectrum of sounds and they just get squished a little bit. But that's that's okay, right? Because if you get to hear it and you get to learn about it and you, you want to listen to it more, that's that's worth it, right? It's okay. It's a, it's, 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 it's an appetizer. It's a taster. Okay, one more song here. This is from a great band called The Hot Dogs. It's off an album called Say What You Mean. came out in 1971. Probably wrong. Maybe I'll get corrected by email. Uh, this is a song called Thanks. I heard of, heard of this album just by random, just by random chance. I uh, was in the, one of the greatest record stores I've ever been to and I've been going to for years. It's called Jaime's Records. It's in Minneapolis. I was in town with uh, a certain man named Brendan Walsh, who's a really great comedian who you should check out if you haven't already. And we were uh, we were shopping around there, and this was just this album was playing over the uh, speakers in the store. And I was like, "What is this?" I kept thinking like, "Oh, it's got to be this artist." No, it's not that because the next song would change. I'm like, "Oh, it sounds like this artist." Then it sounds like this, and I eventually you know went up to the guy and said, "Hey, what is this?" And he's like, hey, "It's the it's the hot dogs. It's this." And I'm like, "Oh well, I'd like to buy that," and I did buy it. And it's really fucking cool album. It's so great. And it's really hard to find. So I'm sorry. You can't get this one unless you want to uh unless you want to buy the album. Like buy an LP. So um some things are just not easy to get and that's that's fine. That's great actually, you know. More the better. Make the uh, the hunt. The hunt is on. So we're gonna hear a song from uh this album. It's called Thanks. It's it's good. <laughs> yeah. As though as though maybe it would be bad. Probably not. Thank you. 
about me and you I never cared at all I'm only in for a drink or two There you go guys that's thanks it's the hot dogs off an album called say what you mean oh man i love that i don't know there's something about the tone of the uh, of their it sounds almost like a demo it's got the big spacey steve albini song well this is old this is uh the same recording studio that big star did all their stuff in so these guys are their label mates i think that label is called advent um look for it you, you i think this album is probably findable uh, to some degree Maybe thrift store findable. It's got two dudes, two like good old long-haired 70s dudes sitting in a lamp shop on folding chairs. That's the cover. I think they just sort of, yeah, here we got, well, this is the picture we got. Guess it's the cover. The hot dogs. I just kind of wonder, because there's so much little, there's so little information about this band. I just don't, I don't know. I just don't. That was a, you know what, man? It was a different time, man. It was a different time. It was the 70s, the best decade for music in America. I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to let that sizzle. That's so stupid, though, because it's a decade. It's like, oh, it's it's got to be a 10-year span. Maybe I'll say from 67 to 77 is the best decade. That's so tough. Who cares, right? Okay, uh, also, if you're listening to the podcast, thank you for listening. But if you have anything you'd like to add, offer, um, just spew forth. We have an email here. It's twistingthewind at gmail. Feel free to send in whatever it is you need to send to make everything good on your end and my end. And we'll just, we'll meet in the middle. It'll be great. And uh, onward and upwards with the arts, okay? Onward and upwards with the arts. Buy some fucking music. Uh, in the most artist-supporting way you can. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to keep saying that until I die. Okay, let's, let's outro this. Let's outro. I'm going to outro that song. It's really good. Okay.
Thank you for calling. This is Monique. How may I help you? Hi. How are you doing there, Monique? I'm fine, thank you. What can we help you with? Well, I'm just trying to figure that out here. I'm just trying to call in and uh, get a get a get a uh, kind of get a beat on things. You know, I'm just trying to. Uh, I'm trying to locate a number of items, and I didn't know where to start. To be honest, you know, it's like kind of. Okay. Now, are these items that you saw on TV? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. We are one of many as seen on TV websites. Right. We carry some of the as seen on TV products, okay. but we do not do any TV ads. So. Anything you see on our website, it's it's priced as mark. Like a lot of the TV ads do buy one, get one free. We right. don't do that. Oh, uh, well, I'm not so much interested in deals. I'm just trying to get the right product. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. do you know what you were looking for? Or? Well, that's what I was wondering if you could help me with. I just wanted to know yeah. what, what what's going to be the best buy right now. What do on you this, think? On this site? Yeah. What's, what's tracking your fancy these days? Well, for for what? Children. Children. Prob- probably something to do with a couch. Anything things to do with a couch. Maybe um, living room items. Uh, stuff to clean up the shed. Probably um, yard work. That's always a big item. Yard work is always not never yeah. fun. Yeah. I'm looking. If you if you go through, you know, when you're on our website, right. they have household kitchen. They have outdoor. Oh man! And if you were to view all on the outdoor, at least for the, mm. uh, you're going to see um, there's an easy bagger if you're into uh, raking leaves. What's that? How, we, hold on. Can we rewind that back? Tell me what's the. Tell me more about this easy bagger. It's uh, you rake leaves on a right. on a tarp type thing, and then okay. you can haul it away in the bag form. No way. Uh, so it's mm-hmm. just is it just a tarp then? Well, it says bagger, um, okay. so it must be a tarp, it seems. So what you do is you take that tarp and you turn it into a bag. Well, actually, um, not on this one. It doesn't look like you can put them on the ground. This one looks like hmm. this is a frame where you put your bag and then you're able to toss the leaves in there. Oh, I get it. That's it's good. A, oh, it's, uh, it's like having a friend around. It's like having somebody who was... Holding the bag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, have you ever done that before? Had to have a break. Have I've, a, I've always thought, that it, when I saw this the other day, mm-hmm. I always thought, you know, just some some uh, PVC plumbing pipes. Yeah. And just be able to to um, anchor the bag so that right. it's. You can't do it in a trash can because it's just too confining. But with this frame. The bag can bulge out. You can fill it with, you know, until Anything. you feel that it's full. Right. And you can pick the bag up. So this is a, I, I always thought that it was, you know, needed to make one of these. And here oh. it is. Oh, so you, you had, you had ideas on making an invention. Oh, on, on a lot of, yeah, a lot of these things that, you know, people look and they say, I thought of that like 20 years ago. But wow. You, you don't act on it, you know. So is that, would you say you're an inventor? Uh, no, because I don't follow through oh, really? on it. Have you ever yeah. thought about trying to follow through on it, or no? No, probably not. I'm not, yeah, um, yeah not an entrepreneur, but, not but, at least for that thing, but, but you know, that's what they tell people. Sometimes those inventions those people do, like it's like a patent pending type situation, and they're just, yeah. they're holding out, and they're just hoping people will catch, because sometimes... You put all this money into R and D, and you gotta get your factory over there in Malaysia to build it. And you put all this money out there. Maybe you got a sponsor, you got an investor, yeah. and you're beholden to them. And next thing you know, you spent ten thousand dollars to get this yeah. PVC. Although pipe. there are, there are some 
there are some small business loans. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And, and setups that would help you market your product if you can find somebody that wants to buy it. All. See, that's that's that whole thing is you got to get yeah. somebody, you know. Yeah, so you that's gotta, why, you know, I get mm -hmm. the good ideas, and then I watch somebody else put them on. So I got a good but, friend named Ron Flynn, and he's going to be mm -hmm. joining me here pretty soon. And he's uh, he's that type of guy where he 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 does he does the doing. You know, he gets an idea, yeah. he just does it. He, yeah, a lot of people, and that's, mm -hmm. that's good. You know, yeah. that's the way you have to be if you want to... Uh, um, you know, if you want to be earning a living that way, yeah. Yeah, or if you just want to be happy, just you want to. Well, you could be happy without. Well, you know, know what I mean, like going ahead yeah. and doing the thing you're thinking about that doing. You, you're thinking, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. so many people base all their happiness in life around uh, success money. or money, yeah. and money as success. When truly, what once you get all that money, you're like, wait, <clears throat> uh, well, the thing I want to spend it on was the thing I was already doing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, go ahead, buy buy your friend some dinner, take a mm -hmm. trip. Because you, you, yeah. you put that stuff. I can tell you, here's what, here's what my, mom, my, my mom used to say to me when I was growing up. You can't take it with you. You know what that means? No. Enjoy the moment. You, yeah. can't, you can't take yeah. it with you. Cause, no. Yeah. I mean, if, if gold was maybe made of liquid water, you could spray it. It still couldn't take it with you. If it was made of a, like an air, if gold was yeah. an air. No, it's, yeah. That would be a fun product to make. I would see like a product that you could uh, allow you to take all your money with you. That would no, be I don't. I don't have that much, oh. so that's not going to be a problem. <laughs> no, really? Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Well, you never know. Sometimes what you can do is you ever take a take a hundred dollars and have them made into pennies, and it's like, whoa, you got a lot of money all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, I take my pennies and have them change too. You know. <laughs> you do. You have them change. Get a lot of change. Yeah. No, I mean, there's a lot of change. Yeah, a lot of change. My money is in the pennies, the weighted pennies. You love but change. Anyway, Are you a big fan I of change? Uh, no, no. You don't like I change? I seem to accumulate it. I try not to put it in my purse, so it, yeah. it, you know, every transaction is some more change. Right. Now, There's a whole thing with that where it's just because money has become so worthless because of inflation, because of uh, the yeah. way that the central banking system works is such that, uh, well, it's hard to explain, but essentially this is some, it's a, it's a cabal of sorts. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, okay, so that's an item. I'm definitely going to put a pin in that and keep an interested in here. I really want to bring on Ryan here because he he's the kind of guy who I'm just getting kind of getting prepped to talk to him because he's got such such vast stories to talk about. Mm -hmm. What what a great human being! Just a guy who um never always puts other people first and really uh, is always thinking. Thinking mm -hmm. forwardly, you know, really trying to be progressive and oh, mm -hmm. just just you know how like uh, some people people if they settle and they slow down, it's kind of like this guy. Mm -hmm. This guy I've seen that guy do the opposite, where it's like a it's like a shark. You know, you gotta keep swimming, keep getting that water mm -hmm. over the the yeah. gills. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna bring him anyway, on here in a minute here. Yeah. Okay, but um, all of the products that we sell are listed on the website, and really? anything. That does not have a price. Right. Uh, you you would have to click on the item. There's about 20% of these products that um, they do their own warehousing, their own shipping. Wow! And so you you got nothing to do with them. You're just like a connector. Well, for those, I mean, they're on our website. Mm -hmm. They they're selling as seen on TV products. Right. We just don't sell everything. Uh, we don't sell all of the as seen on TV products. We sell some of them. You know, would be a cool sticker. Would be like a T-shirt, a T-shirt that says as seen on TV. You know, mm -hmm. 
That'd be funny because you'd be like, hey, I, I've been on TV. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would wear that. I've been on it TV. Had, yeah. <laughs> I have. I've well, been on see TV. That you, you, you would have had to have been on TV for to be able to wear it, yes. That would, that would be great if you had, to, you had to show proof of TV to get that uh-huh. shirt. Like, it would be a free yeah. shirt or maybe just co- the cost of materials, like $1.19. Yeah. But you, have, you get it, yeah. Um, what was I going to ask you here? Uh, so, where are y'all? Y'all sound like you're in Indiana, is that right? No, we're oh. in Williston, Vermont. Vermont? Oh, that's a yeah. good place. You, be, I bet you, you got that good snow up there, you know what I'm talking about? Dry snow, yeah. You got that good. I was up there one time. Snow I was like, wait, am I am I inside of a snow globe right now? Or is <laughs> is this real? Yeah, it's better than the the wet, heavy Shh. stuff that they get further south. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. and I've been yeah. I've been all over the Midwest, and that's it doesn't compare because you get you're up there, you get those little hollers, those little dips. You got mm-hmm. a river and a bridge and a restaurant yeah. and all it's the back. We're, we're- we're compact. I compact, think right? Self-sufficient. Yeah, there's beautiful. Yeah, there's beautiful places all over the, uh, you know, all over the country. But I think what's special about here is you turn turn the corner, uh, you know, a curve on the road, mm-hmm. and it's a whole different scene. Oh, it is. It is just. A, yeah. It is just an unfolding universe. It's like taking a piece of paper and unfolding it, and just you just mm-hmm. they're surprised at every corner. Oh, what I do love about there is every bathroom is a unisex bathroom. You notice that? Uh, no. Well, maybe that's New Hampshire. No, I think that's Vermont. What I what I notice is that all the bathrooms and even in restaurants and places and coffee mm-hmm. shops, it's it's like there's no men's and women's room. It's all like a little. You got two yeah. little little got little little rooms there, a little water closet. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's good. You know, you don't need to. What what what's the idea of making a ladies and a men's when you just got your own little? It's all the same. Yeah, I suppose if if um. You know, if you have to put in too many units, then you might separate them. But yeah, now, exactly. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else I can help you with, or do you think going on the? Uh, I think I'm gonna go on there. I don't know. Maybe, okay. Maybe. Shop. Is there a way you can leave me with a song, or no? Oh no way. You don't sing. <laughs> okay. No, I just, sorry. I'm. I'm. I think I'm tone deaf. You are. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna do a sound. I'm. Tell, I'm gonna do two sounds. You tell me the difference. Ready? Boo. Boom. Okay, one of them's amplified. Can you okay. tell the difference? Yeah, echo chamber. You're you're got some electronics going on there. Yeah, what well, that my phone I have this special phone I got where you push a button it's like a weird little phone. It's like a it's a oh, kid's it? it's a kid's phone, yeah. It's for like calling <laughs> they don't make any more. Isn't that pretty fun? Yeah, I guess the kids would have fun with that. It's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Thank this you. has been good talking to you, and Thanks. thank you for calling us. Thank you. Yep. Bye. Bye. See, I'll talk to you again here once I look at the site and everything. You know. Yeah. Do you want headphones? This is no, basically how every really. podcast I've ever done in the studio starts off with, uh, "Do you want headphones? Do you not want headphones?" That is a that is a running theme now. This this show should be called. Um, Wait, twisting the winds uh, with or with. I got different editions. Uh, headphones or non headphones edition. We explain to us how to talk into a microphone. Uh, yeah. So I, this, I talk into this. Fuzzy I think Sans headphones is better because it's like. Yes. Yeah, you're a real guy. I'm a real guy. Just a couple of guys sitting around this digital fireplace. You Even know, guys. I don't do the. I don't do the headphones. You don't? No, I don't because then I feel like you know you start to hear yourself and then you start to talk slower or at least i do maybe i'm special i think you are special in that sense <laughs> i start slowing down that's weird man do they ever, do they ever be like do they, do they ever be like you know um are they ever uh they coach you and be like, ryan would you 
maybe like to put on some headphones, right? I, I, I blew it in a couple auditions, and then I went like, oh, I'm going to do the no headphones tactic. Yeah. Okay, so and it worked. So now I'm like superstitious. I'm going to try that next time. Um, welcome to Twisting the Wind, Ryan I'm Flynn. To be here. You are Ryan Flynn. I am Ryan You're Flynn. You're a person I've known for a long time. Been through a lot of shits <laughs> in and out. Uh, I think we've probably shared a bathroom stall. No, we don't know if we shared a bathroom stall. No, we took stall. a bath together, we did. though. It wasn't a bath so much as a hot tub. It was right? really weird. <laughs> I forget about that a lot, that, that we did that. That was a random journey. That was weird. Uh, but I have photos. Yeah. It was, you, Duncan, and Val. Yeah, this wasn't uh, this wasn't lewd or anything. It wasn't like we were having sex. It was just a... It was just random that there was people we didn't know watching like a, us take a bath. But they kind of knew us. They were like our sponsors, our comedy sponsors. It was a it was a Val sponsored journey. Was. So what so. this was, well, I can, I sponsored a bit of it too. I think I paid for the rental car at that time. What this was, I got a couple hotel rooms. Dear listeners, this was a sort of an ill fated comedy tour that happened what maybe six years ago. It was like one <laughs> was night. I was like, ago. hey, we're gonna go do a tour of the South, and I like, went tomorrow. And we did like uh, four or five stops, and this is when our friend Val, who is uh, I is important to me as any other person in comedy because I feel like she's the person who kind of like. Uh, shepherded me into having good taste in comedy. So Val Myers, indispensable. Um, but she was on a show that was popular in the South at the time. Called Junk. Yeah, Junkin' with Val and Dave. And it was, I think she thought that we were going to be able to do this. Well, I don't know. It's hard to put together a tour, even if you are famous, I think. And we're definitely we're not. No, I sure as fuck wasn't. I was not at all. I didn't even know. I didn't even know. How, a guy came even, up on stage. Remember, he was missing part of his finger. Do you remember that? Oh my god! No, which which weird ass southern bar was this where we were performing comedy to people who didn't even know they were? We, it was my first real tour. People were freaked out by real. us. They were. We were so weird and freaky that the people didn't even know how to heckle us. They were just like, "Why is?" Because you had that character. Ugh, this is such a big story. I don't even yeah. know begin. Basically. Okay, we went on a tour of the South. We went to Boone, North Carolina, Asheville, Atlanta. Where else did we go? I think, we think that's we did we four think dates. Four I think things. we did two in Atlanta. But we did we we, a, we flew into I think Atlanta, drove uh-huh. up from there to. I don't God, I don't remember this, but we did this. It was you, me, Duncan, Duncan. Trussell, Val Myers, and we had didn't we have someone else? You know we, I, mean? I think maybe we picked up. Oh, Carl Doyle, the Irish guy was Carl Doyle, us. this uh, this weird, bald uh, Irish videographer who swore and <laughs> drank and smoked as much as any person I've ever met. Uh, who because we decided this was an occasion to be documented. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, <laughs> we should just. Though? I was like, we should just film it. That's that's what you were. You're you're like the madcap of not the madcap, but you. F- you filmed so filming, much stuff. I was filming everything. Yeah. I was you like, oh, like, for sure, this is going to turn into something. Yeah. But then you have, I just have millions of hard drives filled with stuff. Oh, you have so much like, stuff. Oh, my God. Uh, cut this we took that fucking tour. Oh, my God. It was so it was such a weird thing. Yeah, don't perform as bubble wrap if you go to the South. That was this character was that made bad? out of bubble, bubble wrap. They were just like staring at We were that. all doing characters. I was doing my aunt from Minnesota character. And you did the chipper, right? The chipper? I uh, thought it was really nice the one the that Zach Galifianakis had his show, you know, yeah, and yeah. it was like well, lined was, around the block. Right. And then there was our show. But then he came to see he our came. show. Yeah, yeah, he came. He was really nice. Awesome. I mean, I, uh, I like, wow. I'm a little embarrassed because I feel like I had no idea how to do comedy at that point in time in my life. I was still learning. I was still in the early part of the curve of learning. 
I was just still on my on my all character high. Your shit was fucking amazing. That character, you remember when we traveled? You had to have a you had a whole suitcase filled with swords. Yeah, I had to fly with swords. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, Ryan, you, that's okay. And you're like, yeah, it's fine. This is pre. Was it pre nine? No, it's not pre nine eleven. Okay. This is not pre nine eleven. This is definitely post nine eleven. This is like yeah. even post liquids. I was like, I had like the Ninja Turtles yeah, uh, armory. Suitcase full of fucking swords. It's and like, they let me go. And they don't give a shit. I can't believe it. you can check. A bag of swords. Not these are big swords, like a broadsword and like this weird mace with four sides. And you can didn't you cut your hand on that one one time? Yes, of oh, course. God. That was a that was a fun tour. That's God. what I was about to. I cut myself on stage, bleeding everywhere, and you're like, I was gonna power through. Yeah, <laughs> pretend this is not happening. Right. God, the chipper. Love, great character. You have videos of the chipper online? Yeah, I can't. Mm-hmm. A version of it. You have a lot of videos. I Ryan do. Flint. I eased off on it ever since you know. Once uh, my lady got pregnant, because right. I spent every uh, so much money on videos. You did, you, but you have a you have a commitment that uh, I don't I don't think I've ever seen in another person as far as commitment uh, to. Uh, I've been trying to extinguish it because you have, but it's that's great though. Yeah, I've never I spent met so someone, much money. Like I, you did, but I mean, what what, what where would it have been better spent? Like on on drugs? I don't think so. I'm well, I think like, the, a, like the ultimate. Like I bought so many props. Yeah. Like my ultimate was I bought a double decker bus. That's right, you did. Okay. So this is right when I got out of uh, rehab. I was so I was okay. n- so high on my new sobriety. It's like, oh my god, forget comedy clubs. This is pre UCB. This is just like comedy store. Two thousand three. Yeah, right? and I was like, oh, I don't need to go to comedy clubs anymore because it's like such a hard way to like work your way up. I'm like, it I'm is. just gonna build a mobile sucks. comedy club. Uh, and I'm going to take it on the road and I'm going to perform where people don't perform. Uh-huh. And so then I started looking around for, you know, RVs. And and then my friend, then I'm, of course, I'm, this guy from me, I was like, man, dude, you got to do buses because they run <laughs> on diesel. They never run out. Right. And he also taught me how to sell this along. Tell me, taught me how to sell bird whistles. Oh, man. Because he had like a big Lebowski book. He traveled the world selling bird whistles. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to travel America doing comedy. I'm going to paint this bus because I found this bus online. It was a 35-foot school bus that I don't know if you've ever seen this before, but they put a van on top. Yeah, it's van topper, right? To, yeah. To store stuff I, or to make the ceiling higher. That's the bedroom. Oh, the upstairs. Okay. So it's kind of like a cracked out Swiss Family Robinson, <laughs> like Sierra Colors cracked, Paradise. Cracked and then some. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to paint this gold. You know, and I'm take it across, and right. then it's done. Everything's done. Right. And so I flew up there, and right away, my dad, when I landed, he called me. He's like, "Where the fuck are you? What's this? I heard about this bus, you know?" Because he, when I got a rehab, he gave me, you know, a little bit of money on his credit card to like, right. it's like, look, I don't want you to think that I'm paying you to stay sober, but I'll give you two grand a month if uh, <laughs> you don't get in trouble. Your dad is an interesting guy too. I don't. You have some videos of your dad. Yes. Like he's a lunatic, kind of right, in a good he, way. He's like the positive lunatic. He's like Jesse Ventura, kind of, right? He's just like a total, yeah, man's man. Right. Grew up in Jersey. So I think back in, like, all his friends' names, like, oh, you know, Ralph 5, Tony 5, me and Daddy. Valentino B-Ball. Yes. Yeah, Skippy. Like it, it always sounded like he was in snakes, a gang. Snakes. Double snakes. And ever since I was a kid, he would tell me stories. Like, you know, I was like our local uh, hitman at our high school. You know, if people got in trouble, like my cousin, she got raped. And so I went over to her place, broke her dude's legs, threw him in a river. No one ever saw him again. I was Do like, you believe it? I do believe it because my dad. Tales, right? Yeah, but then I went to a Lakers game with him, uh-huh. and I went to the bathroom, and I came out, and he was whole, whole choking these two guys up against the wall, and he's just like, "That's enough!" I said, "That's enough!" And I was like, "What the fuck is going this? on?" This was when I was in uh, right after college. Oh my god! So yeah, I do believe it. He used to wrestle me like my whole life. He would hide 
like behind the couch and stuff because he was an amazing wrestler. And so he'd sneak attack he's me. He's a big guy. Yeah. I've seen him rip a phone book in half. Yeah. He's, seen him, uh, he, yeah, yeah, that was funny when it came out. He loves a speed bag, right? That's his whole workout. He's like, you know, you got to work out. <laughs> no, I'm like, what about just running or anything? Bag. No, I just hit the bag. Hit the bag. Hit the heavy bag. <laughs> and all he talks about is how he breaks them. And he just hurt himself on it. He's always hurting himself. Yeah. What happens is when he lives you. lives in San Diego, right? You live in San Diego. That's where you grew up. Yeah. I was born in uh, New Jersey. He drove trucks until he hurt himself. And then how? He hurt himself how? Um, they were unloading, um, like, you know, those big steel drums, like rolled off a truck, I guess. Yeah. And he went to grab it for landing on someone and just like ripped his whole back so he, apart. But he saved somebody. Yeah. He saved yeah. somebody. So it's like, it's sort of like you yep. became sort of the same way where you, uh, you've helped out a lot of people. You've like very selflessly helped a lot of people. I mean, I try to. Uh, yeah. And the Before, money... this is all pre, once you have a baby, you're like, I need to yeah. stop spending money on other well, there's things. There's people who don't, who have babies and who, well, you know what I mean? There's people who um, don't have babies and are still just as self-involved as humanly possible, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's hard to think like anytime you get super depressed, the best thing to do is to get outside your mind and just go uh, try to help someone else. Right. I remember, well, I remember you telling me about this when we were in we were in that crazy-ass tour years ago. Cause there was, we were parked a car someplace in some kind of weird lot because we were going to this club. And we had all our, all of our stuff in there. And you were uh, there was some bum ranging around in the parking lot. I think you paid him like five bucks or like ten bucks or something to watch the car. Because you were like I – remember, I don't remember what you said exactly. But basically you were like – you know, you can try to be scared of people or try to keep people from doing things. But if you just give someone a job to do, that's like the a purpose. Best. Yeah. Yeah. Purpose. That's like the best thing you can do is that you can, uh, you give them something that's better than any, any kind of money or charity is yeah. giving them a, something, something. And so you give that, gave that, remember you gave that money to that bomb and it was like, he was so happy. But he was also like, Oh yeah, I will. Watch, I'm gonna this car, watch this car. I'm gonna watch this it. car. It's not going anywhere. Oh no. Have you ever been unemployed for so long? To where you're just you just lose all confidence, and then just doing a simple task, like yeah, anything. Even sense. just at this, um, at my at my house, I started to, you know, my lady wanted to build a garden, right. not a garden, but plant plants. Plant plants. And then you just when you just the simple act of putting a plant in the ground, and then it grows. You're like, I'm so, I'm so proud. Like, <laughs> look what I did. Yeah. So that was a little confidence yeah, booster for me. Definitely a little. How was the garden? Um. Well, we have this here before. She, my lady, uh, got pregnant. Right. She got three dogs. Right. Don't do this. I mean, we had two dogs. I remember these dogs. One passed away and it was like the love yeah, of her life. God so she's like, Oh, I'm going to replace it with a baby. With it. Well, she wanted the <laughs> baby, but it was not in my, I'm like, I always kept saying, I'm like, just wait till I get a foothold in this world or like right. a toehold. But then when you're 33 and you've been together for like six years, like, okay, this may never happen. Right. And I was like, just have the baby. Just, you know, there's just no, there's no perfect time. Right. To have the baby. But before that, the she dogs. got three dogs. The dogs were her pre-baby. Thing, I think right? subconsciously, she's like, I'm just going to keep getting dogs. So he caves and he gives me a baby. That's what my mom said. She's like, you're going to live in a kennel if you don't get her pregnant. You're just going to end up having like, and the, <laughs> ladies always, ladies always want the dogs, but usually it's like, you know, usually the guy, I would end up cleaning the poop, walking yeah. the dogs. And I would walk these three dogs and people would look at me like, oh, you have three dogs? Like, you're sick. They would? Yeah. Why? Because you just have three like, dogs? Who? Yeah. How much love do you need? furry love wow. and they're maniacs of course the dog because yeah. we got all rescues yeah and they're, they're crazy all, those dogs are nuts yeah so all like snaggletooth and yipping and we're going nuts <laughs> they don't stop thing. barking i used to love dogs and they then one like well after we had the baby one ran away right and i'm like let's just let it go it's just 
right? Let it be. <laughs> Let it be. But then someone found it and put all these posters up around town. So do you have two dogs now? Now we have two dogs, two dogs because I figured whoever found it and had enough sense to right. like put posters up, that's a good person. It is. They deserve that dog. I always thought that. Well, not always, but I recently saw a lost dog sign. Then it was like reward if you find a dog. I'm like, what, what kind of person needs a reward to return a dog? Like, uh, uh, yeah, I saw that dog, but uh, the reward's only 50 bucks. I mean, really. I mean. But have you ever seen one, again, when you're super broken? Like, maybe I should look for that dog because it's probably. You know what I have? I Ryan. could use 50 I, bucks. I, I, you're right. I probably should have. Uh, I guess I didn't think about that because that's probably the best the best dog finders are people who have nothing better to do, right? I, or what if, the, should they say something else? Like, we'll take you out. Take Maybe you we'll out. meet each other. Uh, big time dinner. Big you time dinner, possible and, You can date. help me move if help you find move. my dog. Help me move. <laughs> so we lost it. In the or moment. I'll help you move if you find my dog. There you go. That would be a great, that's that's the ultimate incentive. No money, but if you ever move, I will be there for you. Well, I heard about this thing they're doing in Spain. Up. because of the. Have you ever heard of time banks before? Uh, I think I have. It's like basically money, time as money, right? Yeah. So like I, I would, would give you donate time. Yeah, if I go and you like you watch my child right. for a day, then I, then you have a day of like time that someone saved you know, up. You yeah, can use. but is that's it pretty cool. is it indispensable in terms of like is it like money where it can be transferred to other things? Like no, I think it's for jobs. Just for one person though. Yeah, like you can cash in, like hey, now I need help on my car. Oh, okay, yeah, you can't like so it's only it's only two way. It's, it's kind of like, like its a, own little it's like a multi micro tiered thing. It's unless like a, you have a small community. I seriously wonder how could the world work without money because it's. It's all money based, but it maybe but, time. I don't know. Yeah, well, I guess it's all the same, right? Time is money, man. That's right. I want. I want to turn back the clock because you said something. You said the word rehab. People, that's a re, that's a word that's very hot right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is hot. It's like on TV a lot. But um, that's something that I didn't. I knew you for a, probably like a good two years until I found out. Because I remember we were actually. This is all going back to the same place inside that bar club in Atlanta that we had the. You paid the bum to watch our car, and while we were inside, uh-huh. uh, we were drinking, and I bought cold beers, and I was about to buy you a beer. You're like, no, I don't drink. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I didn't think you, I know you drink. Because yeah. you never seem like a person who didn't drink because you're not like a you know, teetotaler who just sits there and kind of like is like quiet. and Yeah. You know, I, you always seemed like you were drinking because never, you never, you know, you never seemed like one of those people who is like that. And I was like, and you threw that story down. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you should tell me that. Tell me that story again. I haven't heard it in a long time. Basically, your, uh, your, and how you ended up in rehab, like your whole. Oh well, it's a long. It's a, it's, one, kind of, it's, a it's long. one of the best stories I've ever heard. Though it really is. It's one of my favorite stories. I, I'll remember this. It's one of my top ten most <laughs> memorable stories I've heard from a person. Well, thanks, Johnny. So, well, if, and I guess that all starts like because you know later on in life when you have to go to therapy, you look back at everything. Yeah. And so I had when I was in high school. Um, you know, I had like the, I would say the perfect childhood growing right. up in San Diego, like the most loving parents. Even when I watch our child videos, it's just so, you know, plus it's on eight millimeters. So it has like oh, this kind of glow. Really? To, yeah. You're like, Oh my God, we were so happy. Yeah. You know, not, and then what happened? But when I was 14 and I was in uh, high school, it was my first year and I just played sports exactly what my dad did. You know, right. I was like, Oh, you wrestled. I, I will wrestle. Even though I remember hating it. Like, I just get so nervous before. Yeah. 
you know, because you're essentially just fighting a dude in front of your whole school. A greasy but, dude. Yeah, a greasy dude. Yeah. And I would joke around, like, pretend I had a boner. My dad's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> my dad would tell me crazy things to do when I was wrestling. He's like, what you need to do is before you wrestle, watch his eyes and see where he looks in the crowd. Because that's where his fucking family is. And so what you're going to do is when your time to go on top, you're going to turn him to face his family. And my dad taught me this move where you put your forearm across the guy's nose where it just makes you cry. No matter what you can do, if you crush the nose, you cry. <laughs> he's like, so he's looking at his family and he's crying like a little bitch. So when you win, you you not only won that match, but you crush his spirit. You're never gonna see that guy again. I mean, that would tell me insane things like this. You know, like all these old moves. So I wrestled, and then I'm the basis of that, right? Yeah, and then I played football, and then of course I was like, well, what do I do in the springs? Like, well, I was a pole vaulter, so I tried pole vaulting, but that didn't go so well. I ended up. Um, like falling into off the pole and I smashed, you know, I shattered my skull and in my brain, I had a major uh, brain hemorrhage. Right. And so, uh, and then from that, you know, I just was, they told my parents like, well, you know, prepare, he's probably going to die. Well, you, so you, this, they told them, they told your parents this when you were in like the emergency room. Yeah. Okay. So they're, and you were unconscious at this point, right? They said I was in and out of conscious. No, I don't yeah. remember any of it. Yeah. It's, and it's all like distorted afterwards. Right. And so they told my parents I'll, just to prepare for the worst that right. if I didn't die, I'll most likely be a vegetable. And oh, then Jesus. I ended up, I guess, kind of being a vegetable for a while. How long? Um, like I said, it's all uh, distorted right. through. But because my remember how I remember it is completely different than how my parents tell it to okay. me. But I do know it was months where I was just kind of out of it and then you know the brain here's makes up exactly who you are you know the right the chemistry and yeah. the you know electricity of the brain it's your personality it's everything and so when you hit it like that um you completely change it's like a reset button almost yeah but your brain wants to you know reconnect it's yeah. the most amazing i had to learn all about it after my head injury Isn't that kind of a new a newer thing that people are realizing that your neural networks and stuff are not as uh, susceptible to permanent damage as they previously Yeah, there's thought. plasticity. Yeah, things call. can regrow and re... It's, it's a muscle and yeah. you exercise. And that's what I learned afterwards. They're like, well, you need to like, you know, your your inclination is to just lay there. Uh-huh. But they're like, no, you need to get up, get back in your life, start challenging your mind and make yeah. it work. And so mm-hmm. that, and then, so my main problem was that I just couldn't control my thoughts at all and I had no judgment. Like, and then I would also would walk outside and not remember like where I was going or where I came from, so I was just totally confused. And this, but this was like the for a year, for a year, just totally in no man's land. For healing in the year, like just talking to myself, being oh. my parents are like, oh my god, he's alive, we're so happy, and everyone's right. like, oh, you're a miracle, this is a miracle, right? And so, in a way, you don't realize it as the person who had the accident. Everyone's telling you you're a miracle. You're like, oh, but... Um, you kind of don't even know who you are really at that point. No, you don't know what's going on. Plus, you're 14, you know, yeah. but I did paint my room completely black. All I did was draw pictures of demons. Jesus I hung, man. like, my parents were then scared that I was crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. As though, that's another way to... So How were you acting go. at that point in time, you think? Uh, like, all over the place. I would lay down and start crying. I would run around the neighborhood naked, calling people Nazis, so you were uh, you just know. you were uh, kind of a lunatic, kind of like a yeah for like schizophrenic yeah. or bipolar yeah yeah and but what happens you know your brain just got it's firing everywhere and right so, you don't. so it just so it was like it came back but it was like under a year no guidance really just kind of yeah well then I had to go to my parents were really great and they sent me to those right. great programs and so we worked on it and I had to take medication. 
of course, and which unfortunately worked, you know. What kind of medication was it, you think? It was for, I looked it up. It was for schizophrenia. What is it? Do you know what it was called? It's called Trilophon. Trilophon? That's not It was just a very low a, thing. That but name, Trilophon? I know. Wow. I was so that scared. Is, man, I've heard some The good problem was names. that it, like, it worked. We're going to get you on Trilophon after yeah. we get you on Shabazzadag and some uh, Rafufi Cack. Yeah, <laughs> but I had all these ideas that I was like, I had been whispered to to like save the world, that it was up to me now. Oh, man. And so there was like, a little bit of like, that was, and then my parents like, oh, it's working. You have to take this pill. And I'm like, oh, fuck your pill. You know, so and you, that's, of course, when I started drinking. You so know? you didn't start taking, you didn't take the Trilophon. I then was like, oh, well, I've, that's, of course, when you're acting crazy at school, right. that's when you run into, like, you know, the theater people. They're like, hey, freak, you want to come be in a play with us? <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> theater, I love so you, it. What kind of high school did you go to? Was it like a big public high school? Yeah, it was, uh, I went to, in San Diego, it was called in the Power Unified School District. Okay. So, it was uh, one of those, like, oh, my God, this is one of the best school districts like in the TV world. high school, right? Where it's all these, yes. like, like, packs of 15 big shoulder bro dudes yes. leather jackets and it's like all these and my town like everyone drove a truck and it had like a fugazi you had to have fugazi sticker fugazi, under in law yeah or minor threat you had to it was all about minor threat that's cool it was all they have good taste yeah but you that's it you're only allowed to have that and people wow. drive the trucks like what's up bag fucking kill you like there's but a, that's not minor th- what's that minor my, it's I mean, not minor threat. Yeah, that's not their, that's not their ethos. It's like, what's no. up, Nazi? I'll kill you. What's up? <laughs> yeah. Wow, what a weird thing. There's a lot of angry. Uh, I guess just because you're in suburbia. It's the same reason that Chris Christie likes Bruce Springsteen, and Bruce Springsteen hates Chris Christie. It was a, it was just an exploding uh, suburbia. Like okay. we moved there, and when it was just a desert called Poway, yeah. the city in the country, and then so you're like in the suburban. Uh, and then it just exploded yeah. because I remember I was so bummed when I was in. When, when I was in fifth grade, I realized that was like the peak of my life right. because of my mom, you know, she's from Jersey. So she's all concerned about her hair. Yeah. And when I got, she got me right after Tony Hawk got his yeah. step haircut, I got the step haircut. And then all of a sudden it was like the, I became president of my elementary Dude, school. I bet you had a badass step hair. <laughs> you know, we used to call that, I used to call it like a wedge. It was called a wedge back then. Yeah. I, but then when it started to become unpopular, people would call it the penis cut. Yeah. Cause it looks like a penis. Looks yeah. like a nice circumcised dick. Yeah, I could see you having a badass hair because you got nice. Uh, we'll, a photo will show later, listeners, that Ryan has some pretty nice, thick, straight hair. <laughs> I'm so paranoid. I thought I went to the doctor. I'm like, "Am I balding?" And they tell you, "Like, oh yeah, you're totally balding. Get on Propecia." You're not balding. I, I, but I took Propecia for a year. I'm when? Like, Two years ago. I freaked out. Bend over. Put your miss your no, head. I'm balding. Oh, but Ryan. I just went there for them to tell me I'm not balding. And they're like, yes, you're totally balding. But I was like, but what if I just have a big forehead? Can, can you give me his phone number? The doctor? It's in Glendale. I could give it to you. I'm going to call him. Because I called him later and I'm like, are you sure? I should be on Propecia. Fucking asshole. Because I'm trying Jesus to have a baby Christ. and then you read on the back, you know. Oh my God. That stuff is like, it's like birth defect. It's like, <laughs> you need to create a birth defect. Oh God. So. What an asshole. I'm sorry. Okay, we, we're kind of straight here. Okay, so you met the theater kids in high school. Yeah, and then I just started from there. I met this guy, which was the coolest because it's mainly white uh, high school. It was pyramids. They made our school look like pyramids because it was the new. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> yeah. such a mistake. Yeah, like these high vaulted ceilings. They're like, oh, man, we get that Egyptian, you know, open-mindedness. Yeah, I don't totally. Know what... that, that Egyptian open-mindedness. The famous open-mindedness of the Egyptians who uh, had a massive, <laughs> massive armies of slaves build monuments to insignificant dead people. Oh, my God. And that's all. Famously what... open-minded the Egyptians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was strange. It yeah. was, uh, but okay. So you met these theater kids and you hung out with this. These this people. guy, this one guy. People used to dress up like him for Halloween. He was an Indian, East Indian. And his name's uh, Keith, but he had devils ripping out of his skin everywhere. And long. This was back in like. 
the end of Slayer and heavy metal. They're called Hessians, you yeah, know. Hessian, yeah. And he was our Hessian at our school, but he had such a look. Everyone he's would Indian. dress up like, yeah, he's East Indian, you know. He looked like he was 50, was so he could get everyone beer. He, uh, no. He was American. He's Americanized. And uh, just had, you know, those crazy speakers blasting Slayer. And we became Sounds just like a cool be- guy. Yeah, we became best friends. And he could get, you know, because he looks so old. He has this beard. and Okay. So then that's how we got beer and everything. And so then how old from- are you at this point? Like 15? 15. So you're 15 and this is the first time you ever drank? This is the first time. No, I got drunk when I was in the fourth grade with my grandmother. Really? Well, but that was like having a mudslide at Thanksgiving, right? That wasn't yeah. like getting drunk, drunk. Huh? If she was like that, be no, I think I, she got me wasted. More than once? She got me up till like 5 a.m. It was the first time I'd ever been back to New well, Jersey. Just more than once, though? No, just one okay, night. So well, one time that doesn't count. Yeah, I it say. doesn't count. That doesn't count. Okay. And then from then on, I just love, you know, I just loved it so much. I drank every single day. But this is once you started drinking with uh, the Hessian dude, right? Yeah. Finally, then so I what? felt like I could, you know, because my mind was all over the place. Yeah. I felt like, oh, now I can communicate and calm down. And Did it, Do you remember the first time you drank then? Um, yeah, it was at the, it was at the rap of a musical yeah. that I was in. What was that, Guys and Dolls or something? <laughs> it was Into the Woods. I don't even know what that is, but it's probably oh, great. It's like a, yeah. Probably it's a great. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I just had a tiny part. And then we got right. wasted. And then I ran, I got lost in this Lake Hodges is what it's called. Right. I don't know. But you were, this is the first time you drank was with him. And, after and I just remember the first time, first time I was like, oh my God, this is me. I fucking love this. It felt like yeah. the Care Bears were pouring honey on my brain. And I'm right. like, I can function and communicate. And so, cause for you, that's like the first time in almost two years that you had felt kind of in control of things. Is yeah. It wasn't even, yeah. It was just, uh, felt normal. I guess if I know, or at least it just like slowed my mind down. Slow it down, yeah. I find that's a big thing with me because I like, I would have always, I've always been like gotten in trouble at school for talking too fast yeah. or, or it just, just makes you relax and yeah, does what beer slows does. Slows shit down. And you're like, oh my God, I get it. Like this is, and I'm with this guy who just parties all the time. And now it's like, I just don't give a fuck at all. I right. don't give a fuck anymore. And we just had, and now I'm getting rewarded for all the crazy things that I do. Because you're like partying, you're meeting like chicks, I'm sure. We're getting a lot of attention, at least. Just yeah, because I'm running attention. around naked and I'm putting like my put my. I used to put my penis in people's drinks and be like, "Oh my god, look how thirsty he is! He's so dehydrated. Oh I'm such god. a bad mother." And people are like, "Oh my god, <laughs> you know, you're, you're like a hero if you do stuff so like that in high like school." So you became like this party animal, like. A and I was a thief. I stole. I was the, the guy thief? who stole everything. Like steal what? Like I would just load up. My sister worked at Lucky's. I got caught what one time Lucky's? by her. Lucky's is like a Ralph's, oh, and man. I would load up. I'd wear my sweater and I'd go in there and I just jam like three bottles of Jack Daniels in there and then we do whip it. It's on the, you know, everyone's doing whip. It's like falling down in the aisles. And my sister caught me one time. She's like, what the fuck? You know, this is when my parents started to worry. Was she older than you? She's two years older. Okay. And she had, um, yeah, she, we had a totally different. She would tell my parents, she's like, Ryan walks through high school completely holding conversations with things that are not there. People think he is. This is when you were drinking? This is right before. Or- and then when I started drinking all that, now now I was like, I'm just partying all the time, having yeah. all these friends. So my parents were in a way, they were excited. They're like, oh, wow. He has this great friends. He goes yeah. out all the time. What about school? Though? How about how about schoolwork and stuff? Um, it got better. The first, the year it after did. my the, my sophomore year, the grades were awful. But then it went, it got really good. And I'm just involved in all these, you know. Wow. I'm really thankful for I had a cool theater teacher. Yeah. And that's sort of my first introduction to it. And he really, you know, he knew what happened. And so he'd put me in all these plays and. So you're cool. drinking all through high school at this point, and nothing. Was there ever any problems associated with that, or no? 
No, it was just a good time. And honestly, from that point on, I had the best uh, high school experience. We would, you know, we'd get a, we'd camp behind, we'd go down to Mexico because we're in San Diego right. and we'd buy a tent and we'd put it behind a hotel. And so we'd use the, all the hotel facilities during the day and then just camp out at night. <laughs> and I remember being on mushrooms and I lit these, cause you could, you know, you go down there for all the fireworks. Yeah. I saw mushrooms and I lit those cherry blossom fireworks. But I would so drunk, I stuck it in the ground so far that it uh, didn't go up. You know, you light it and it goes, yeah. Shh, and it's supposed to go in there and it didn't go up in there. Like three of them. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to explode. But then it exploded right there on the edge of this cliff. And uh, I was, it was so amazing. I didn't get hurt at all, but How I just thought alive, it was, so, I thought it was so beautiful. Man, you're like, you have so many, li- you have more than nine lives, I think, right? Well, yeah, but well, then yeah. It, it, <laughs> definitely. Okay. Because I, you know, I used to just, I mean, the crazy stories, like the, all the car accidents. and Well, when did, you, when did you get in the first car accident? Because that's what you first told me about how you, how you, um, this is the sentence I think you said to me very plainly and very simply. Because, you know, you know, your voice is not like, you know, you're not like some bombastic, like, <laughs> like Henry Rollins type. But I remember you saying to me. That was my me, first concert I went to, though. Really? Henry Rollins? Henry Rollins and Beastie how, Boys. This is, <laughs> yeah. Meow, meow. Connections. <laughs> yeah. Um, you told me, I, this is in that club, you were like, um. I think this is the sentence. You said, after the third time I totaled my car, my dad said, you have to go to rehab. Yeah, he showed up and, and like, like, kidnap me. I was like, hold on a second, hold on. Uh, <laughs> so wait, the third time you told, I just, I've, I've never, I've been in like one car accident and that was horrific. And it wasn't totaled. It was like, a, you know, oh, the bumper will have to be replaced. Kind <laughs> of car accident. Well, the first time was this in college. I was just backing up. I woke up and I was still wasted. And right. It's at UCLA. So we had those three tandem, you know, when he has yeah. like park three tandem. And so I backed it up and I crashed into some like crazy chicken or chasing chicken van. Chasing and the guy got chicken. out. What's that? Some like restaurant we had down. Oh, in the chasing West chicken. And he God. got out so mad. I knew his man. I'm like, oh my God, I sh-. it was totally my fault, but I'm like, I'm going to get out even more pissed but you were to wasted. confuse him. Yeah, I'm wasted. So I'm like, what the fuck? I better, you better have some goddamn insurance. And he then was confused. He's like, wait, no, no, you hit me. And I'm like, this bullshit. <laughs> so this is, you were, did your parents know you were drinking this much? They, yeah. They did. But it, when you still are getting good grades and stuff. So you were but I also like the collected, um, you know, I wallpapered my wall with parking tickets I got at UCLA. And I used to run through all those parking things that come down, you know, the little arm. The gates? Yeah, and I'd break them, and we had a collection of those. And you, So you got into UCLA after high school? Just on an audition. On audition. And yeah. this is for the theater department. It's not on grades or SAT, because for my SAT, they have regular SAT. And then for people who I was, I went there through the Office of Disabilities. Okay. Which might also be how I got right. in there. But you get like all day to take your SAT. Okay, and you so get a you nap can... time and you get a snack. Wow. Yeah. But the night before I did that, my friend's like, oh, you got to try to smoke this. This is amazing. I was like, I can't, man. I have my SAT smoke tomorrow. What? Just some, you know, everyone's got some crazy new thing that you're what, supposed to smoke. Possibly crack? I, I smoked it and I was just so out of it for my SAT. I was so completely what do you high think it still. Was? I think it was just like, like meth? Just Speed? crazy weed. I don't think I. Oh, wait, it was like maybe weed laced with PCP? Some. I didn't sleep and I was just. Uh, Pesifedrin? Guazanine. It was the most high <laughs> I'd ever been and I was taking my Christ, SAT. And this is on top of your. So you're basically drunk. How, what was your. um? My backpack again. What was your like? Your drinking? Do you have like a ritual or something when you started drinking? Like, what, you I like just to- really loved beer. I mean, first it was just, and I also would try to, you know, just drink all night, you know, before I went to bed, pretty right. much. And would you get like a normal amount of sleep? 
Um, yeah, I mean, this is in high school, so, right. so yeah, we just, didn't really notice. Like, I was just partying. It's like this crazy party. When you're that young, like, your body can just like... You can, can do anything. It, you don't notice anything. Yeah. I was even... I'm not even a singer. I was in some punk band called Shit Out of Luck, and all I did was get wasted okay. and just... I don't even think we had a show, but we had groupies right. show up. I don't know. It was hot. So you're drinking and stuff all through college, and then you got... Um, and college was definitely in the peak of my drinking. So, well, life, like sophomore okay. year. This is when I started wetting the bed every night. I had my own pee chair. People would come over to our apartment and be like, oh, don't sit in that. That's Flynn's pee chair. Why? Because you would. Um... I would just pass out in this chair every night and piss myself. And then they'd I'd snore so loud they'd wheel me into my bedroom and I'd always wake up. But Come then I also. Piss. Yeah. And then I'd be late for class and I'd smell like piss. So On my birthdays, people would buy me soap. Like, dude, you know, you need to bathe yourself. You smell like well, real pee. Is there is there no point when someone who's like close to you, like a friend, was like, Ryan, this is like not sustainable situation or something? Well, we all were. What we did was we took the top floor of this apartment complex. Right? Me, uh, my friends that I met, because you quickly meet everyone who parties yeah. like that. I do remember when I first my roommates. So that was because you can't pick your roommates your freshman year, right? And I went up there like drinking twelve pack of beer instantly. I'm like, oh yeah, I dated a girl, crushed cans between her jugs, and my head was shaved, and all I thought about was protein powder and the oh trucks, you know? Because I was, <laughs> and my roommates are like, fuck, calm down. No one is. There's no reason for you to like watch. I'll drink these three forties. I don't give a fuck. And in my roommate, I remember being like, if I have to carry your naked body into this room one more time i don't know i'm gonna leave you outside because it's like you, kept happening like, every he's like you always almost. pass out naked in the bushes like they would find me down at westwood naked asleep somewhere and carry me home they're like we're not gonna do that anymore you know right? and so they did they put pamphlets like my first my freshman roommates, roommates put pamphlets on my on my and they took pictures of me and stuff and they put pamphlets on my bed and everything so you just like totally unaffected by this did you not feel like uh well, this is also like I think Jackass was going on. So this was kind of in like the social it's, it's ether. It's cool. cool. Yeah, everybody was doing it. You know, you sh- I would wear a diaper out to bars and girls would be like, oh, my God, listen to you crunching around. You know, oh it's so God. cute. But so you, there was never you never felt like sort of, uh, oh, this is what I'm doing. It's maybe not going to be the best thing to do. Or was there any kind of, you never felt like uh, any kind of like repercussions or uh, you, ever felt, you ever felt guilty or anything weird like that during um, that time? Yeah, well, then you start to date girls, right? And they're like, "Whoa!" At first, they're like, "Oh my god, it's awesome!" We it's party so all the time. Yeah. yeah, and then, and then, well, this one girl I met, she moved in next door, and I had actually I passed out on her couch and I pissed all over this couch, yeah. of course. And then I'm like, "Oh my god, what am I gonna do?" I actually like this girl. I want her to know that I have this problem, so I will just steal the couch. And as I stole the couch and I put it out on my balcony and she's like, Ryan, where the fuck's the couch? I'm like, I don't know what we're talking about. Like when you're this drunk, you're like, I'm just going to power through this lie. Right. And then I was just going to let air out all day. But then it rained that day. And so I, <laughs> so two weeks later, their couch shows back up. What do they think? Well, I'm pretty sure all my roommates thought it was hysterical, of course. But your roommates did, but what about her? What about her? She was, I think, because she, she, she was just back. She was... I had, I really peed on her then. In between then and that moment, I had slept with her and she reenacted like, she's like, I woke up. You're on top of me, your dead drunk body, and you're fucking, <laughs> I feel this warmth. And I'm like, no way, this is not happening. And she's like, you know, she was like head of her DG, Delta Gamma sorority oh, type of girl, you know, like I was kind of afraid of her when I first met her. I'm like, DGs are they're good. Yeah. I'm, but then I thought maybe I'm racist against sorority girls because right. you grew up and, you know, 
San Diego where everyone was all about minor threat and punk rock. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm racist against sorority girls. So that's how I started dating. I'm like, well, maybe I should open my Break mind that. and, yeah. you know, be with this girl who guys were flying in from Europe to visit her. Why? Because I don't know. I mean, why else would they Wicked, come in? Wickedly hot. <laughs> Well, she just went to Europe. She's like, no, I went. I didn't sleep with any of these guys. I'm like, no guy would fly from Europe. Yeah. Well, they would because they haven't slept with her yet because they're trying to. But I found out later, she's like, her and her friends had some competition in Europe, points competition. It was like, you get one point if you fuck an American. You get two points if you fuck a French guy in France. But if you fuck a German in France, that's three points. And of course, mine like had like the most. Oh, what a, that's the sluttiest thing I've ever heard. I I mean, I overheard this. I was also really insanely jealous then. So I could be blurred. Man. I had to work on that. So you peed on her. Yes, and she's like, "Oh, you gotta buy me a new bed." Right, and she, then I was like, "Oh, I can't. I'm supposed to go see my friends in Santa Barbara. I'm so sorry about this." So maybe, oh, before she tried to lie, you're like, "Well, maybe I got up and I took a shower and I didn't shower off." Like, no, 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 no. I felt the heat stream. You're <laughs> dead drunk, body. I felt the download heat stream. Was on top stream. of me. That's always yeah. That was scary. I woke up in the bed and I was wet, and she wasn't in the bed. I was like, "Uh oh." Yeah. What do I do here? So this was not like a wake up call or anything. It was just sort of another another. Day. Then we ended up going out. Oh, because it was the pee. Yeah. Well, then my friends UCLA then asked me to do some freshman orientation stand up oh show. God. Like, oh, you should do stand up. And so, my friends like, you should just piss yourself. But you haven't so, started doing. You haven't started doing comedy at this point, have you? You're just well, in high school, I ended up posting like all the air bands and all the events and everything. Okay, so you sort so of like I a natural was, kind of. I kind of was already doing it. Yeah, and then at UCLA. They had a comedy club, mm-hmm. and Chris Hardwick was a part of it. Oh, I really? found it. And so this was through them, that UCLA right. uh, comedy club. And then my friends were really high before I was supposed to do this show. I'm like, you should just get up on stage and fuck your act. Just piss yourself in front of all these kids. And did you? Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, you can- <laughs> this is genius. Am I going to do this? And then I'm like, oh, I got to drink eight beers and eight iced teas. And I was supposed to, go- and then I was like, ah, oh. I went up there and I <laughs> pretended I was a nervous freshman. Right. You know, I was like, oh, I'm the dean's son and I'm going to school with you guys too. And let me read some Laffy Taffy, I had Laffy Taffy rapper right. jokes that I read. And no, of course, no one's laughing. Right. I was like, oh, how come no one's laughing? And then I started to pee, but I thought my jeans would absorb it. <laughs> But it didn't like naturally absorb it because I had my fly undone, so it shot out. Oh shit! Ryan. Yeah, towards the front row. Shot, what distance we're we talking about here? <laughs> we're talking like, you know, that guy in the yeah. Feet. I mean, this is powerful. Is your penis exposed, or is it just blowing? no? It's just going through my underwear, through my but shooting straight, and so <laughs> I had to like catch it with my hands, and then I turned to the side, and then now I'm standing on stage peeing for like. 45 you're seconds. You're blasting hard here. This yeah. is iced tea. And I did not calculate any of this in our high, like, <laughs> oh, what a genius thing to do that I would leave a puddle on uh-huh. the stage. Did they think it was fake? People were confused. Because it was half it laughter. too big to be real. And then I ran through the crowd being like, oh my God, I can't believe I pissed myself it's like on SNL stage. or something. You know it's fake. And then people were like, is it fake? Is it real? And my friends, of course, who helped me. They're, they're laughing because like, oh, they know. No, they're like, dude, you went too far. You shouldn't have done that. I'm oh. like, oh, my God. Holy <laughs> we shit. fucking thought of this together. And you're going to hang me out to oh. dry. They're like, this is just weird, dude. <laughs> okay, so this is like what, junior year or senior year of high this was college? Fresh, this was uh, fresh sophomore year. Okay. Yeah, and then that girl that I later wet the bed on brought me flowers to that show. So it was a good kind of like. It's pretty good. When you're drinking all the time, very disgusting things happen, you know, and it only progressively gets crazy. Because you just kind of like are in this zone of not caring, right? Is that what it is? You don't care. You just don't You care. wake up and you're pissed. Like I remember in New York, I woke up and I was covered in all this black stuff and I couldn't figure out if it was shit or blood. And I'm like, well, I'll have a drink. I'll figure it out. 
And mm-hmm. so I'm t- drinking and listening. And then I'm like, well, I'll put on some tunes. I'll have another drink. And I'm, and then this security guard comes up and he sees me and I'm naked covering all the shit and stuff. He's like, oh my God. He's like, uh, the maid came in and they thought someone was dead in here. I was like, oh no, everything's cool. <laughs> Wait, you don't know what it is? I didn't never knew what it was. I, what people was were like, maybe that's bile. Cause it was, it looked oh like God, an alien was murdered on my bed. We're gonna take a little, we're gonna take a quick break. Okay. We'll come back with, uh, more stories from the edge of darkness. Yeah. Brian Flynn. Hey! It sounds like you're having a really great time listening to Twisting the Wind. Oh yeah, I freaking love it. <laughs> In that case, we'd love it if you would donate some of your treasure to us. Okay. No blood, just treasure, okay? Like, like some money. Yeah, that would be just great. That's going to allow us to keep making this show. Oh, yeah, I got when that. When I say us, I mean me and us and all of us together here, okay? Okay, 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 okay. so this is uh, college. So when did, you, when did the – so obviously all this crazy-ass shit's happened for a long time. Yeah, and there was a lot of fun. I mean, we definitely yeah, had... Yeah, a lot of fun. But I remember my parents came and I, we didn't have any windows in our apartment. Right. There was blood everywhere. You couldn't even walk. Blood. Because we got a trampoline in the back. And we're oh, like, oh, we're going to practice our yeah, snowboarding moves uh, back here. Of course. And then everyone... <laughs> <laughs> everyone ended up hurting themselves on the trampoline with snowboards? Can you believe it? That's weird. Because it was, it was... You know, it's in LA. There's no yard. It's just in between four <laughs> apartment complexes and a stairwell. <laughs> and I just kept hitting the stairwell. Okay, blood everywhere. So your parents came and they were sort of were they horrified? My parent, my dad was horrified when it came to my graduation. Okay. Because I was from college. What happened is I thought, well, I'm not going to drink tonight because I'm graduating tomorrow, and well, my parents are coming. What made you think that? Because like you didn't want to embarrass. You didn't because I, a once situation. I start drinking, there was no, you can't stop it. Okay. You know, it's just that's why I say people always wonder. They say, do I have a problem? And uh, first, if you ask that, just you know. But the main thing I would say is if you ever say I'm too fucked up, then you're probably okay. You I mean never too fucked up like what? Like, too like if you're like, oh man, I can't drink that. I'm too fucked up. Or uh, no, I'm not going to smoke that. I'm too fucked up right now. Right. And never, ever, ever said that. It wouldn't matter. Oh, you never said that. Oh, there would okay. never, those words would never come out of my mouth. I see. Mouth. Cause I said that all the could never time. be too fucked up. I remember I'm I just, I wanted to be so fucked up that I couldn't see. Like that was my goal. Really? Yeah. Jesus, Ryan. Wow. So. Yeah. And, but, it's definitely um, a different mode of thinking. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. But, you know. So you, you decided not to drink when for graduation. Yeah, I was like, well, I'm not going to drink. But then, of course, you know, I, at 3 a.m., I met someone and we started drinking. Mm-hmm. And uh, then my parents came, I guess. And I thought in my rewinding it, I must I put my graduation gown on. Right. So I was like, oh, well, since I got drunk, I'll just get ready. Ready to go. And then when they show up, That's so you know. Funny. Uh, but they show up and I guess they went to graduation. I wasn't there. Then they go back to my apartment. I'm passed out, soaked in piss in my graduation <sighs> gown. And my mom is also wasted. Yeah. You know, so my dad's like, Your mom? Yeah. This was the one thing about my head injury. I would say, like, even though it caused a lot of trouble for me, your parents Dude. really take the brunt of it. Yeah. Especially your mom. I, she, um, this is the change of our whole life. Like right. she was so happy. Then after that, just, I think it shell shocks you. Right. And she, you know, developed, we didn't know at the time that it was lupus, oh, but I Jesus. think you can be so stressed out. Like, like she gained body, weight. She was losing her hair. It hurts and she's you. like, Oh my God, my son's crazy. There was like this mental war in my house. I'm like, is Ryan crazy or is mom crazy? Like who's crazy? Uh-huh. And so I was, and she ended up like she had these nerve pains in her feet and she's right. like, I want to chop my feet off. I want to run out into traffic and kill myself. Good We're God. like, whoa. 
So it was really stressful. And so then she started drinking because they hadn't figured out it was lupus yet. Right. She's like, well, I'm just getting fucked up every day. So she did. And she, she became an alcoholic. Yeah. Went to the same rehab center. Jeez. Same time? <laughs> no. Oh. She went right. But I, I was the one who talked her into. So your mom was drunk when she showed up for the graduation. Yeah. So my mom's drunk and she's trying to wake me up. I'm soaked in my piss. Yeah. And my dad's just like, what the fuck? Wow. <laughs> what the fuck kind of family do I have, I imagine? Yeah. And so he was just dead quiet. You know, and right. then but then we ended up making it to the graduation. Okay. And Annette Penning spoke, and so when you're like that wasted, is it something where do you come off as wasted, or is it something because you're is you're so comfortable and familiar with alcohol that it, you don't seem like you're? I think you can do like in the beginning, it gets worse as time goes on. I just saw that movie Flight with Denzel Washington. Yeah. Perhaps yeah, everyone's seen this. It's a new movie directed by Robert Zemeckis, featuring Denzel Washington yeah. as a drunk uh, pilot who's a badass pilot. But like, uh, see, I think I feel like that movie. I don't know a whole lot about that, but that movie seemed to be a pretty accurate portrayal of what it's like to be an alcoholic. Because he was a super high functioning alcoholic, yeah, but still an alcoholic and like drinking constantly and just yeah, always drunk. But he never seemed drunk. I think there's a lot of people who I, I mean, I've definitely I know I've met people who are wasted, but they don't seem wasted at all. They're they can like, function. On, they're just taking the yeah. edge off. Were you that way? A lot of the time, like I would just drink beer though all right. day, mainly that. But then at nighttime, I would be a train wreck, you know. Naked. Okay, so that's when you start to. What, how about like when you talk? Would you ever slur and stuff like that? Oh yeah, especially towards the end. Like I would just say the same thing over and over. No one wanted to hang out with me anymore. Really? So yeah. at what? When did things swing from being the life of the party to being this guy who was like, no one wants to be around because it's just this tiresome. Once I met like my female equivalent. Okay. So I met a girl in the craziest way. You know, I went to, I had just broken up with that sorority girl. Right. My friend's like, oh my God, finally we got Flynn auto, you know. I have a relationship. Yeah. My bird dog. Because they'd always be like, dude, you're a 10 when you're with us. When you're with her, you're a two. And my Uh girlfriend, rightly, she's like, but I keep you alive. Like I I feed you. I like, she's like, I'm trying to get you work and you know, all this stuff. And so then I went, and then after 10 days with my friends, they're like, holy shit, he's going to die. We need to get him another girlfriend. Right. You're just <laughs> like, partying like wickedly hard. And like, he will only stay alive if someone's constantly yelling at him not to drink. Right. And so then we go out to, and I'm about to meet this girl, um, this blonde haired girl that one of our neighbors is like, oh, you should meet her. Mm-hmm. And I would go to take a puff of my cigarette and I feel like a little bam in my shorts. I'm like, oh my God, I've like, at this point, I'd piss myself all the time, but I never consciously, like, I'd shit the bed when I was asleep, but not awake, you know, like. Oh, dear. And then I was like, oh, well, I'm going to just go to the bathroom and see, you know, if everything's cool. But as soon as I even thought about moving a muscle, what? just 10 days, just started screaming out my. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. And it was at Q's, you know, which is this big kind of broed out bar. So there's all these dudes in line, like, yo, bro, there's a fucking line. I'm like, yo, bro, I just shit myself. And so, so I went. So you shot yourself. Yeah, I went in the bathroom and I opened my pants. It was everywhere, you know, because I had boxers on, so it's all down my legs. Was and it like liquidy? Of course. Okay, is that? I don't what, think I ever had a solid. Is that because you're drinking? I just had blood actually pour oh. out of my butt constantly. God. <laughs> and so I threw my. But this is how messed up it was. I clean up. I throw my underwear away and I look in the mirror. and I'm like, I could still probably pull something out tonight right. with this lady. But then I go back out in the bar and I'm ten yards away from my friends. So they're like, Oh my god, what is that? <laughs> oh, I'm like, Oh wow, well, I'm just gonna walk home. Yeah. And then I wake up and the girl's naked next to me in bed. And I'm trying to put that together. How did this happen? Was there pee? There was a towel in between us. So I was yes. like, obviously, I'd wet the bed. Right. And then my pants were staple gun to the wall. And it said, Ryan Flynn, 2001, or something like that. Like I was some artist. Yeah. 
And then I ended up going out with her, you know, because naturally I was like, oh, I, I, well, at first I talked to her. I was like, listen, I'm so sorry. I have this problem. And I pissed the bed all the time. She's like, I don't give a fuck. It's just piss. Wow. I was like, we are meant to be together. And then we were together for, that was the fastest way to get to rehab is just to date your, my friend's like, you guys like a, like a, mo- like a sit and Nancy without so musical talent. How long were you together for? <laughs> Three years. Three years. And it was just like a tornado of. Of drinks. Yes. Right away I moved in with her because like, oh my God, let's live together. Was she a student? She was at that time going to uh, Loyola. Okay. Not that far away. Yeah. Her parents were wealthy, so she kind of like. Could get away with just. There was all kinds of red flags with her. As I walked into her apartment and there was a picture of her on the fridge with a guy and he had a tattoo on on his stomach above his belt that said, keep on sucking. And I was like, her ex-boyfriend. She's like, yeah, isn't that funny? I was like, oh. And at this point, I'm so jealous, you know? Jesus, right. Okay. So, so. so that so that was the fast forward rehab. So, the, so then the rehab happened when you were, um, you crashed the th- car for the third time, total car for yeah, the third time. Yeah, first I'd like roll, because you can drink. Here's what people think. Oh, well, I drink and I, I could drive if I'm not that wasted. But one night it was raining mm-hmm. and a Miata pulled out on the freeway just kind of and it kind of slid out right in front of my uh, car mm-hmm. and i put the pump the brakes and i turned the wheel to go around it but then it just hydroplaned yeah and this was the first time it happened and so hydroplane like 65 miles an hour you're hitting it yeah we rolled and we rolled and we rolled until we just stopped upside down were you with the tornado at the time this is your girlfriend no this was pre Solo? this is my first car okay accident. first car accident right. this is the worst one okay so my side of the is so crushed that i can't crawl out and my girlfriend's knocked out bleeding Ugh. and so is my sister she's in the back and so i have to crawl underneath my girlfriend to get out and i get her out and then at that point other people show up and but this help. wasn't a result of your being drunk though i was um, the cops, of course, came and I had like a .09. It wasn't really that wasted. That's pretty low. Well, yeah, relatively but, low. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it was, yeah, it wasn't because of, but even if you're not wasted and the accident's not your fault, if you have any alcohol, is, I got a DUI for that one. Yeah. So you get that, but you were able to drive again after that or what? Yeah, after that, I never wanted to drive again because it was so scary. But you did. And then later on, I was a PA, like a runner. Okay. It was just, I think I was just so depressed. This is I after, had so many jobs. This is after, after graduation. Okay. Yeah. So you were driving. And then I just, I cra- first I crashed my car into a girl that I knew uh-huh. already from high school. And I was already drunk running errands, you right. know, for this production company. And I was like, oh, I go to her place and right. I get more wasted with her, I guess. And then it's all black. And I woke up and I'd wrap my car around a tree. Oh, uh, and I was like, oh, my God, where am I? And I hopped out and I was like, is anybody hurt? And someone's like, don't worry, I'm going to call the cops. And I was like, oh, and I just got the fuck out of there. So that was number two. And then I called my dad and I was like, dad, I, I just totaled, you know, right. a third car. Oh, that was the third. What was the second one? It was the Ford Explorer where I rolled it on the freeway. Oh, the, with Miata? Yeah. What was the first one? Then? was my truck that I oh. backed into. Oh, their thing. Okay. Yeah. So that was wrapped from the tree. You called your dad and your dad was like. Yeah, my dad's like, he's like, well, I'm going to come see you tomorrow. And he knew you had been drinking all this time. So this is, you probably, how long have you been drinking? Like eight years at this point? This maybe? is 10 years. Yeah. 10 years of, of daily. And now no one's hanging out, you know, because I just say the same thing over and over. You get on this loop. What were you saying? You think? What was that? I don't know. Your mind would just get on some drunk loop and it'll right. just annoy the hell out of people. Gosh. So yeah. you're kind of alone at this point. Yeah. I'm just, right. yeah. And you're in, living in out Los Angeles. Yeah, I was I, right by the Laugh Factory. And you were doing comedy at this point, right? You started doing some stuff. Or yeah, no? but it was so, like, I'll go on stage and I'm like, I'm gonna do a belly flop. Okay. And I do a belly flop and bust my face open. So you're just doing kind of like crazy, uh, stunty <laughs> but stuff. But barely, you know. Right. 
more getting in trouble. Right. That was mainly what I was just you're just in trouble all the time. So you so the third car, your dad comes and picks you up and he's like he just shows up. He's like, look, there's only one way out of here. Is mm-hmm. either th- and he's huge, you know. He's right. Like, either gotta go through me. Or I'm gonna take you down, and you're gonna go to rehab. I was like, oh my god, I well, I always wonder about rehab. I want to go. <laughs> how uh, long have you, how long have he wanted that to happen? You think like to have? Like, he was always worried. He always had it in the back of his mind. Right. But later on, I found out he was terrified of the phone. Like anytime the phone rang, he's like, I know it's my son. Oh man. Because you know, one of my roommates fell off our balcony. He yeah. Fell four stories. So crazy things are happening. When you yeah. p- people say, oh, you know that whole phrase like party like a rock star. But if you're not a rock star, you're just like a drunk yeah. mess who's now in trouble with the law and people are getting hurt yeah. when they live like that. Yeah. Even though you have great, you know, stories and right. like I knocked my teeth out three times. Really? My front teeth of three times. <laughs> you, do, you know, do you know how? All of them? Yeah, well, one time I was in Mexico and I saw these guys break dancing. I was like, oh, and my boss at that time, he's like, dude, no drinking on this one. I'm serious. Like, You're like okay, yeah. Okay, I'm not. Sure. He's like, I, I got to give a PA your card and that way you're always going to show up to work. And then I go out my first night and I see you're some guys break dancing. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to break dance. But right. I, I tried to do the worm, but I was trying to, I forgot oh. to put my hands down. Yeah. So I just threw my face onto the floor and I got up. I was like, oh, whoops. Teeth was like, gone. your teeth are gone. Your teeth are gone. I was like, oh, that's the second time that happened. Oh, shit. Oh, this is how we started talking, right? Because yeah. now I remember now we were in that club and they had black lights. And I was like, your teeth are glowing really white. And you're like, oh yeah, they're, they've been replaced. Yeah. And I go, what happened? And you, that's how. Yeah. Well, look at this. It's coming back. That was my again. last job, too, for okay. that one. He's like, oh, because then he drilled my door shut, my boss. He's like, I'm drill- I tried to get out in my hotel room, and he had drilled it shut, so I was locked in there for a whole day. He's like, it's your fucking punishment. That's what I talk about. It's like, first, because in-, in France, I did something even crazier. I think I, this is a crazy story as well. I think yeah. I did something. I Do you want to know that one? Might as well. Let's just dip Would well, you know that show, Joe Millionaire? Uh, yeah. I know. So I went to France for this show, Joe Millionaire. Uh-huh. It's a reality You're show. You're doing sound at this point? I was, no, it was just like a tech assistant. Tech assistant, right. And um, just a job that had, right. and he's like, look, we're going to go to France and we're going to build this castle right. and we can party. He's like, but then when everyone shows up, I want you to chill the fuck out. Like okay. my boss is already like, he's like, I just bring you because we have lots of fun. Okay. And then, so I meet this girl and we both get really high and she's like, oh, let's, you should wear my dress and I'll wear your outfit and it'll be really funny. And it was only funny to us, of course, but right. I'm wearing a dress and I'm like, oh, it's on. We go back to her place and it's, I'm too drunk. I can't get it up. But I'm trying to hook up with her. Right. I'm like, oh, let me go back to my room. I'll get a bottle of lube. Mm-hmm. You know, so I go back to her room. I'm wearing, go back to my room and wearing a dress and I get a bottle of lube and then I come back to pound on her door. But I'm so drunk. I can't see. And the, it's the EP's door. And I was oh, wearing a dress and executive a bottle producer. Of, yeah. Executive the producer. executive producer. <laughs> I didn't remember any of it. So I woke up the next day. Everyone's like, dude, I don't know what you did last night. You were in so much fucking trouble. Oh. Everybody, the DP pulled me aside. He's like, everybody hates you just so you know everyone on this crew wants you dead i was like oh my god what did i do you know that's just being sober now that's one of the best things like i don't ever wake up wondering like, where am i where what did i Wait, why what did, what did you do what i have 30 voicemails <laughs> what did you do to the to the ep to the ep you well know? i imagine i just was like oh i'm oh sorry i'm so drunk you know i bet you lubed him up yeah he f- i fucked him so how what was rehab like how long um, were you there for? Did you go for 30 days? I really liked it. It was down in San Diego. It's called the McDonald's Center. It was, there's all these different approaches. Right. Like, because I was, I think, really positive about it. Right. I don't know if they knew 
you know, like I was doing stand up every night when I was rehab because then I'm sober. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do stand up. Yeah. You know, they have yoga and you do like these tuning bowls and it's a <laughs> lot of group therapy. Yeah. You know, they say the same thing over and over in different ways, like, you know, the AA program pretty much. And, but you're allowed, no one's, someone's allowed to visit you once a week, I think for mm-hmm. like 30 minutes. But usually that's when all of the drugs kind of come in. Someone tried to put all these painkillers in earplugs. Like they're like, oh, I just bought all these earplugs from my boyfriend, like 200 earplugs. <laughs> and in each earplug was a painkiller. Oh, like, shit. No, no one needs that many earplugs. <laughs> uh, you know, cause they get old really fast. Uh. But you get to hear, you know, different in your life, you know, you're, you, usually only meet like a certain group of people right but in rehab you meet all cross sections of the world and that because people are flying in from different places Mm -hmm. to go to this rehab and that was the most interesting was just hearing everybody's story right and everybody's issues and then they tried with me i guess they're in the end because i got the lowest score out of my rehab even though i was positive why did you low score in the end they give you a score of like your chances of being sober right. in front of your parents, just so they know for insurance companies or what their Jesus recommendation Christ. is. And like their guy who went before me was homeless and he'd been smoking crack for like forever. Yeah. And he got a three and I was like, Oh, you got three. I'll probably get four at yeah. least. And then is got it to out me of five? Out of five. Okay. Like zero to five. And I got a zero. What? And I just was so, I was like, but I was so positive the whole time. I did all my assignments. They kept trying to, did you not bite into the God stuff? Is that what it was? It's not really about uh, God so much. AA stuff, isn't that AA AA is a lot about God? No. Well, your your idea or perception of what God is doesn't even have to be God. It's a higher power. They just use that. They use that. Yeah, I said for uh, my higher power, I said, well, whatever, you know, Stephen Hawking says, I forget, all the the forces that control the universe, you know, that made this happen. Right. That would be my higher power. The universe. Yeah, these unexplained. So, right. So you got a zero. I got a zero. And I was so, I got upset. I'm like, how could I possibly get a zero? And they then ex- told my f- whole family how they were, figured out that I was insane. What do you mean? They're like, well, they're like, most people who, that you meet in your life, you'll meet like 20 different, you know, personalities, 50 different personalities. And you see, like, we've been in rehab working here a long time. We know the different personalities that come through. It's mm-hmm. so like, very rarely does someone come through that we have no idea. We've never seen that before. And we don't know what really? to do with it. And then, because they're like they, they're like Ryan is completely different. That's awesome though. I did not in the way that they said it. Well, I mean, they said that I had no identity. They're like he will change himself according to like he's a chameleon. As they're like when he hit his head, he is, was gone. He's wiped. Ryan Flynn's gone, and ever since then he's been creating himself. Yeah. And so they're like he is forever doomed. Wow. And I was like, wow! I couldn't believe I heard that. They said that to your face. Four counselors that have been w- working Forever with me. Forever doomed. For 24 hours a day. Because so, they kept trying different things. They're like, well, don't do stand-up every night. This could be part of your addiction. And they started making these collages. And they're like, well, ease off on the collages. Like, really just sit with yourself. <laughs> ease off on the collages? <laughs> yeah. That's probably it, the best sentence I've ever heard yeah, in my life. Ease, the, whoa, 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 but Ease off on the collages, okay? We're only allowed better. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Too, too many colors, guy. Uh, a few too many colors in that collage. Yeah. I don't know. And we were only allowed better homes and gardens and O, o Magazine in Rio. Oh, man. What kind of fucking So I made in the that? end, I was so upset about that. So I made this whole collage of Oprah, um, <laughs> like this Oprah workout. Like you her still have eating. this? I hung it on his wall because I was so pissed. He had this board fucking of like asshole. all these different things that you're not supposed to do. And, and not and, supposed to make collages. Yeah. Well, in your group therapy, like you can't help, like pat people when they're crying. They're like, hey, no rescuing. And then no hostage taking. There's all these fucking rules. No sarcasm. No cynicism. Rehab. 
I'm sorry. It was interesting because <laughs> one guy, some were really nice, but then one guy was like, oh, look, Mr. fucking Hollywood comes in here thinking he's smarter than everyone else. I knew you before you sat down. I was like, whoa. Damn it. Okay. Okay. okay so let's go back to the, got the zero. Yeah. This is at discharge, right? This was like right, but like three days before. So then what? Ha- and what then I was just then? worried about it because at that point, you know, you almost lose your civil rights in rehab because no matter what you say, you're like, well, I don't agree with that. They're like, oh, well, you know. Right? Because your life's so great because you wake up in your shit because you're fucking wreck your cars. You almost, yeah. you could have killed someone you don't know. Right. And so you have no ground to stand on. They can yeah. pull that card out whenever. Right. And so you kind of, it's, it's kind of really, you know. So then, so then what, what happens then? Cause you get, obviously you've been, then so I got out and I was, I was upset. You know, I cried. You know, my, when my dad, you have to do a knees to knees thing with your dad and that knees really made me knees. cry. Where like your dad, your, all your relatives have to sit knees to knees with you and tell yeah. you, or all the people that care about you, all the things that you've done that affect their life. That's heavy duty. Yeah. And when your dad tells you that for 10 years, he's been afraid of the phone. Right. Because you know, of that. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, it makes you cry. Well, so that was after you got discharged, right? Or was that at, at That was right first? before. So then, so you get out, you get out there and you've been sober for uh, 30 days. Yeah, first I just asked my dad because they just, they said I should go to a year-long center after that. Like, a, then, like a halfway house kind of deal? No, or like, like a, another rehab like a for live a year. In, yeah. You live there. They're like, he's doomed. So he should always live in a some kind of recovery center. Right, and so I asked my dad, I was like, hey dad, you know, you know, what do you think about this? Yeah. And he's like, what do you think? He's like, I only care about what you think. Right. You know, and then he told me that he was proud of me. Right. So, you know, that was a, like one of those moments where like, I can't believe my dad's saying that he's proud of me. Yeah. After I've done, you know. It's a big thing. Yeah. So, and then from that moment, I, I was high on being sober, really, once I right. got out. Because no one could believe that I was sober. All my friends are like, five minutes, ten minutes, what, So you basically fu- said so fuck you to everybody because you didn't, you, you got the zero rating, but you, you held then on. Then I like created my own program. Right. In a way, I was like, "Oh, well, I'm gonna be sober in my own way." Right. And I kind of hid out. We moved to Redondo Beach, right, <laughs> where there's only like old people in the beach. Yeah. Nobody even goes there on July 4th. Really? And I just went on <laughs> walks every day. Uh huh. And just my friends kept checking in. They're like, "Hey, you fucking kicked it, right? You're you're done." Like, and then once I started beating their bets, like, he'll last a week, maybe a month. That's maybe, crazy because yeah. that's like the hardest thing, isn't it? Is when you have you're supposed to distance yourself from the people who are your enablers, right? And, and oh yeah, my girlfriend now is doing cocaine. I live with her. Holy you know? shit! And you so she's still drinking. Yeah, and picking her up. She's wasted all the time. And then we, on Halloween one night, she's like, "Great, what the fuck are we gonna do?" I was like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "It's Halloween. We normally just go to a bar and get fucked up, but now what? Oh wow, we can't." I was like, well, what do we, how about we do what normal people do? Like, we go to like a haunted house or something. She's yeah. like, this sounds so fucking lame, Ryan. I was like, well, wow. just, let's just go. And yeah. then we go to this haunted house and she, of course, is wasted. And they tell us, don't touch the performers. And she yells <laughs> She's out. The She's like, why the fuck not? Why would I want to touch you? I don't care about you. Oh, this girl, now. This is, a, this is the blonde tornado, right? Yeah. Once you're sober, you see it for like, oh, we were only together because we're both are ruined. Yeah. You know? But then when I was sober, you're like, oh, she would pull up next to a corner of guys that look like gangsters. She's like, I'm not scared of you. I don't give a fuck about you. I'm from Fresno. I was like, what, what does that even mean? <laughs> These guys didn't do anything to us. Why are you pulling up next Fresno, to them? Fresno, I'm from where the IRS has one of their many satellite offices. <laughs> yeah. You understand that? Yeah. When you call the IRS, chances are you have a one-third chance of calling Fresno. So, I mean, it was really entertaining to date this person. Oh, but God. Then, well, uh, you guys obviously broke up. Yeah, then soon thereafter. Yeah, a year later. 
year. So you with her? You were sober with her for a year. <laughs> for a, well, it's they tell you in rehab. They're like, don't do any major changes. You know, don't leave her. Don't leave this fucking. And she also told me she's like, if you ever leave me, I'll fucking kill myself. I'll fucking blow my oh, brains out. God. And I was like, well, and then she eventually was like, well, I think once one night she was getting drunk in some high schoolers garage i remember where that's a, that's a key hanging right out with high schoolers i'm like i can't i cannot do this anymore she's like oh who the fuck are you some cool guy too you know yeah. cool for hanging out i'm like we're, high schoolers are asking us to be quiet because we're waking up their parents then you see that this is so that's, stupid that's, that's she's like i see cool, that you're fucking stupid <laughs> she was so great with insults you know so you so that was you that maybe why I liked her. After, at some point then, then she's like, I, well, she thought of it. She's like, I think maybe we should be apart. Wow, I was like, grab that ball and I ran with it. Damn. Because I was like, oh, well, that's her idea. So now if she kills herself, it's totally on her. So when did you start doing all tons of comedy? Right then. Then right I was then. like. Once you guys broke up? Yeah. That's when I was like, oh my God, right. I'm going to move. I'm going to get a loft. Right. You know, because I think that movie, what it wasn't Bicycle Thief, but you know the movie with Kevin Bacon where he rode 10 speeds like oh, through New York and you he was mean like the delivering? Fixed gear. I think it was called Quicksilver. Yes, Quicksilver. Ever since I saw to, that, I was like, oh, I have to get a loft. And yeah. this was pre the loft explosion oh, it was downtown. Oh, well pre loft explosion, yeah. Yeah, it was, um, and I had, I'm like, oh, I'm going to decorate this place. Right. So I got this huge thing. Tons of collages. <laughs> yeah. As it's many a, collages as yeah. I want. And then I got money from my head injury. Right. Because my parents had put it away. Okay. Because they, after I had the head injury, they're like, well, he might be schizophrenic. How are we going to take care of this yeah. kid? But then you, were, you proved yourself. And that's when a... I started going prop crazy. Yeah. And then that's when I started doing all the parties and bought the bus. But you did some of the coolest stuff I've ever seen in my life. You you, you built this uh, giant glow worm. Yeah. It was wearable. Like 12 people would wear this worm. And it was this I big event. Yeah. You did all these cool, it's like, oh, crazy I wanna... stuff. Some of the craziest stuff I've ever been a part of. Like the party scammer stuff was so much fun. That, that was, was like, so, that was one of the, that was crazy. I just remember shit. going to a party downtown mm-hmm. underneath the First Street Bridge. Yeah. And then there's a circle and everybody's dressed up as different characters and you roast, it was called Rock, Paper, Scissor, Rumble. Right. And I went as heat throb, like this heart throb of the karate world or something. <laughs> and it's just like some character I threw together because, they're like, oh, you got to calm down here. And then I right. went there and then I started winning the Rock Paper Scissors Rumble and people are chanting, heat drop, heat drop, because people right. are gambling on you. And I was like, oh my God, this is so much better than performing because it's interactive for everybody. Yeah. And it's an event that everyone's going to remember. And I was so, then I was super high on that. Yeah, that stuff, because that's what we were doing that, the garage comedy. That's how it, trans- it transferred yeah. into that. And that, that was a great thing because it was that similar yeah. kind of thing. The carnival like hoedowns were. Oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, I've, just because I thought, well, I could do like five minutes up front in character, and then everyone has this crazy experience. Yeah, and you start, so you basically started going character crazy then, and you. St- yeah. And you did that for a long time, like doing all these amazing characters. There was the, there was the chipper, my was personal the chipper. favorite. The, he was the sword salesman. Uh, who else? I did There's one so where many. I did Lionel Richie music appreciation. Okay. Where I played a Lionel Richie record and right. I explained to you exactly what he meant by those lyrics. It was like 30 minutes long. I went through the whole album and it had nothing to do. What are the, ca- I was doing, var- you know, like you go through your phases as you grow up, like anti comedy. Yeah. And so that was my, I definitely. But your stuff was always anti comedy, but in a way that wasn't like sarcastic or shitty or I just bitter. want people ultimately to have a great time. Like, right. That's what I loved about the parties. Like some people would mm-hmm. be like, I, I had the best time of my life, you know. Yeah, I had some of the great. I had a great time dressing but it's up ex- as a cowboy. But it's expensive. It's expensive, but that's the thing. I mean, you always spent money. I feel like you spent money like, the right yeah. way. If, if I'll you tell were, my lady that because I put one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on right. props and costumes for 
parties. But that's like a, over a what a four years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of money. It is. Okay. But at the same time, because she's a thinking, lot came well, out of that. we're gonna get a house with that. And then when yeah. it came time to get a house, when she was pregnant, she's like, "Well, what about head injury money?" I was like, "You know that glowworm in the but garage?" But she, she, she knew about that. She knew you were like, "What? Do you think that stuff came out of thin air?" She helped you with a lot of that stuff. I think I just convinced her on like something's bound to work out. You know? Yeah. If I'm performing as this twelve person glowworm, <laughs> I think stuff is does tend to tend to work out. I think. I don't uh, know. It didn't. That's why I, I crumbled. But you didn't crumble. I did. Well, I did. We kind of, there was the thing that happened, right? Yeah, well, yeah. then she's. We, you no, know. we need we need a part two. Yeah, I think we need a part two. There's so much. You have so much good stuff to talk about, Ryan. It's like ridiculous. I'm coming off the nervous breakdown. From and you that. have you haven't even opened your rock star yet. I know. Have you had, but it's been great. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan hasn't even opened his diet rock star. I know. Which you introduced me I'm to, to and easy. I still to this day can't drink it because it smells exactly like fingernail polish remover to me. Well, I could say what I learned from what I'm learning is that your addiction, even though I don't drink anymore, it just hops. Oh yeah, because you. I went to props. I worked out like crazy for a while. You were, you were in such good shape. I remember that. But I couldn't like, get a hard on. Because all those muscle powders, yeah. What? Isn't that awful? I didn't know that. I mean, I yeah. knew you that well. I just remember when I first met you. I was like, well, I don't, this guy you don't is normally so tell ripped. people that. Tell people that, what? Like, tell oh, people you don't know, can't get a hard hey, on. Hey, check out these abs. It's not man can't get a hard on. Yeah. See these abs? I'll tell you what's not going to cover these abs is an erect penis. Yeah. Oh, I forget. Of course, I figured that out in the worst ways ever. Oh, really? Just, Trying, well, I'm sure you did. Well, um, you know, I went to San Francisco and I met. Go there if you're single. Honestly, if you're a single really? guy. Is that, that the, is that the hot pool? I never thought it would be like that there. Be like what? Just dripping? I went out. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's dripping. What's the what, what's the most bro thing you could say? Like, uh, bro, bro, SF's dripping with coos. Oh, dude. girls. I are, think coos may be the worst word. No, girls will drain your sack. No, <laughs> no apologies necessary. Yeah, like Mark Twain, man. They'll fucking drain it. Yeah. They'll quote Twain as they dip into the, the sack release valve, bro. Yeah. A.K.A. the dick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you, so, I don't even know what to, where we're going right now. Um, but you'd have well, talk about drink a lot of energy drinks. Mm-hmm. You did quit energy drinks for a while, right? Because you were okay you, after you used I had to drink a lot of rock, you drank like four or five rock stars a day, right? And I was taking a muscle powder that like is like legal cocaine, really. What's it called? White flood, it was called No Explode. And I did it <laughs> until I got a hemorrhoid that. <laughs> and no oh, explode. And I didn't know no you're not explode? supposed to run. I, you, I take it and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going for a run. Then run Why for like 10 miles. No explode. Well, it's a nitrous oxide explosion in your veins, Johnny. It makes oh, your veins. No, no. Nitrous oxide explode. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, your shit. veins unnecessarily just like bulge out of your body. Fuck. You're like, oh my God, I'm so fucking ripped right totally now. legal. Yeah, it's totally so legal. So you took this shit and you're not supposed to go running on it. You're supposed to lift, right? But then you, the whole reason you get a good body is so you can meet girls. And but then when I meet the girls, them. I couldn't even get it up. And they'd be like, ah. Jesus Christ. So lots of uh, weirds. And they're yeah. like, well, maybe without the condom. They're like, what? Oh, oh. <laughs> lots of uh, moments like that. But that was when you're – because I remember when you were really ripped. That was a, that was during the beginning of Garage Comedy and stuff when I first met you. I was in the, the advent of the glow worm, I think, right? I think a few – yeah. I was, yeah. That was when you were on the rock star. And then I switched the, to buying props. Right. And switched to buying, did, you, did you really switch though? Because you've been drinking the Rockstar for a long time. I eased off it after I had the nervous breakdown because right. everyone's like, oh, maybe it's your caffeine. Yeah. Because you know, it's was, true. The caffeine can be. Yeah. Like, I did. I was off it for like six months. Yeah. Caffeine. Then when did you, what made you get back on it? Um, I've been, uh, because I'm like, well, I've been off it for six months. I'm still yeah. totally crazy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should get back on it. Maybe you should on the star. Yeah. Um, 
you want to hear the baby story? Yeah, let's hear the baby story. Then we'll, then we'll, uh, wrap, this we'll wrap this, wrap this rascal. Let's, let's just hit, let's hit it. Okay, so. Baby story. You, you know, you're with, you're, what happens is you move to LA with these dreams of making it. You know, they right. end up working behind the scenes like I do now. Yeah. Or not for everybody. And you're like, oh, and then you meet a girl and you fall in love, even right. though you're like, I'm, I don't want that. I want to have my career and then I'll fall in love, but just right. doesn't work out like that. Right. Nothing works out as planned. No. And then Antonia is like patiently waiting until mm-hmm. she goes to the gynecologist. And like, look, you need to have a baby now or never. You know, because your uterus has got a big clock on it. Yeah. It's you're, Explode. And even she was 34 when she got pregnant, but we still had to go to genetic counseling, which yeah, is scary. You're on that edge. You're on that little yeah. edge there. And then I was like, well, let's go. I tried to wait. And then I panicked. I was like, oh my God, I got to sell a screenplay. I got to sell a book. Right. I got to. And so I just started writing all the stuff. She's like, well, we need to buy a house. I was like, what the fuck? And so in one year, you know, we bought a house, had a, a baby, and Held, quickly got baby. married. Oh, yeah. Very amazing, healthy, healthy baby. baby right. But then in the. I never, like you see, I think before you have a baby, you should maybe go co-pilot a birth so you could like know what's going to happen. Because back in the day in the 50s, guys just smoked cigars and got drunk in the lounge. I think is still the way it should be. I I think so. I will be for that. There's no reason you need, you don't need to be in there. I mean. It's so stressful. You don't need to be in there. I was good for half of it. I was giving her ice chips. But Antonia, of course, like no medicine for me. And they gave her Pitocin, you know, because your first time you have a baby. It's Pitocin? hard to Pitocin makes you your uh, your contraction stronger, squeezes the baby out because oh. your first baby usually she's ten days late and they're like, well now the baby probably has poop in its lungs, so we got to get it out. Is that okay. what they said? Yeah, uh, Mr. Flynn, I believe your baby probably has poop in its lungs. And you have this idea of your birth, how it's gonna be like. You got your yoga ball, you got everything. Then you get in there like, nope, Pitocin in your IV, stay right there, squish that baby out, and she was this, you know. She did it. She did it, but I was laying on the floor. I grabbed the nurse. I was like, you got to check my pulse. I think I'm having a heart attack. She's like, no, just lay down. I'm like, no, you got to check it. Oh, God, Ryan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then she's like, this is, listen, the baby's head's coming out. And then my wife, with the baby coming out of her, she's like, no, no, go, ch- Ryan, you can go get your pulse checked. And then the lady's like, that's the first time ever in the history of me giving birth. And the lady wants me to take care of her husband. I was like, easy now. I'm good at other stuff. Wow. And so from that moment on, my heart never stopped racing. It was almost like that fight or flight mechanism in your brain. It just for, and I thought, I don't know what was going wrong. I started to go crazy. Right. Because you had your whole eye thing, right? That developed to that. And like first, first I was like, well, God, my heart's like at 140. It's pounding so hard all so day. So you would check your pulse all the time. Well, then I was, first I went to the emergency room. I'm like, am I you dying? You had a heart attack or something? Yeah. They're like, you're not dying. And you're then I went to the emergency room again. I'm like, well, what do I do? And they're like, well, here, try Xanax. Right. And that made me. Uh, like my vision goes so blurry for three weeks I couldn't Jesus really see Christ. but you were taking Xanax every day to, for no anxiety. I just took one Xanax oh, and then they're like that never happens and this is when people start thinking I'm crazy right and then of course when you have my history you know there's lots right. and that's one of the worst feelings in the world when right. you're convinced that there is something happening to you but, but it's, and nobody believes you and right. what happened is I just started jumping around like crazy hypochondria i was right. like well well maybe it's because first i got my body checked out you know i went to the emergency room like eight times you got, thinking I was dying. got a full work over and they're like you're you're basically fine, they're like right? it's anxiety uh, yeah. and you're crazy anxiety can like, do so much and don't ever look at the web oh do not i did WebMD, that webmd should have a there should be a class action lawsuit uh against webmd because it's like I can't imagine how many billions of dollars have been spent as a result of people being like, oh, psh, yeah, I've got MS. Okay, I better go yeah. get this checked out. I got no, my doc- doctor, I ha- yeah. no, you don't understand. I have MS. I have it. 
I, I got my house checked for mold three times. Oh, fuck. Mold is like the worst. It's the like, worst because you can't. You can't know. You can't yeah. know. That's what drove me really crazy is possible Shit. fumes, mold. Ugh. And then my eyes started turning red at that point. And that's when I went really insane. Right. And then, uh, yeah. What, what do you mean by going really insane? Like at first I was just wor- I was worried because I was so scared of mold and people at work are like joking already like hey ryan careful when you might that person might be some radiation behind them oh, i was like shit. oh because i was just i would look online like yeah i'd look up something like radon and be like oh my god i have radon and my body has a giant yeast infection or because oh. my heart and i wore a heart monitor on me now and i was taking my blood sugar like i had diabetes it was just a full it was like an all day long panic attack this, how long did this go for this went for months right it went for months and then i started going to a therapist and and they have managed to help you with that no, it got way worse. Way worse. How it did it get worse? It spiraled insanely out of control. What was the what was the apex of the badness? What was the the worst point? The worst point was um I wouldn't leave the house. You wouldn't leave the house because I was afraid of my eyeballs. Uh huh. Antonia had taken all the mirrors out of our house, and we have a baby. You know. Yeah, this is a you have a, a baby. We baby. have a beautiful baby, a newborn, and I am afraid of looking at my reflection, and I'm afraid to walk outside the house because I don't want people to see me, right? Or my eyes, and. My latest, she's like, I just had a baby and my husband went insane. Right. You know? So, so when you go to therapy, they make you look at like all the reasons. Like, why why are you going crazy right right now? You know? And I think part of it, I don't know, the worst thing you do is psychoanalyze yourself. But it's hard to believe that, you know, you're like, I'm a dirty drunk and and I had this beautiful baby. How could I have, how could I have this, you know, such a beautiful child? Right. And I've got this life. But inside, you know, you're like, I'm. You still feel like you're dirty drunk? Yeah, I think forever. You're just, uh, and then they look at yourself as, you know, and it just crushes your self esteem to be yeah. like, I just had a kid. I don't look at my reflection ever, you know? Right. So, so at what point did it, did it go away? Did I, did you start to, I just like learn, I just tried to learn like coping. Well, Johnny, what happened? Johnny, Johnny Ross. Ross moved in with me right. for a week because I was going to be alone for a week and nobody was talking to me anymore. Everyone's like, you're totally bonkers. Why are we going to be alone for a week? She, my lady went to Pennsylvania and hang out with her family okay. and the baby just because she was like, you need, you need to, yeah, she can't, she couldn't handle No, it. she could not handle me right. anymore. And, um, Johnny moved in with me and he, no matter, I would be like my eyes. And he's like, Ryan, let's go look at your eyes. And he would look in the mirror with me and he'd right. look at my eyes and then he'd look at his eyes and a hundred, maybe 500 times he, ex- he would sit through this with me. Wow. Baby steps, you know, that's crazy. I and so that. he, re- that amazing. was the turning point. And that's it. So, and then you came out of that. And now you're here. Yeah. No. Well, I don't ever look at my reflection still. Really? Yeah. Is Isn't it because you're like nervous of what you'll see? And I you just don't, don't want to ever it? go. I feel like everyone thought I was back. I was on meth or something because right. I guess I got a window into what that and OCD uh, definitely runs in my family. Right. And so, and I guess if, I had to learn like OCD coping skills. Yeah. If you are OCD and also that kind of compounds it, if you are an uh, an addict, that's a similar type of. Uh, compulsion. It's like this whole, like I was feeling so, even though I was, didn't have a career or anything, I was still positive all the time. Yeah. And then when I had the baby, I was like, whoa, what the fuck? And now, now even Antonia's like, doesn't know, you know, she's like, my, you lost your mind, you but know? You, don't, you didn't lost your mind. We're, we're talking right now. But for a while. Yeah. Right. But I not used anymore. to only talk about my eyes. Only think about my eyes. I know. I remember talking to you when you were talking about your eyes and you were telling me all this stuff and you were like, and that's insanity. But it sounded like you knew you were being crazy, though, because you were like... Yeah, you do know, but then you are still staring at your eyes yeah. all day. Hypochondria. Which is hell. I've, I it's like, like it's your a, own personal hell. It's a modern problem. It's like the thing, because we have, as people, your brain is so, so, so powerful that if you don't have wolves chasing you, 
Ukraine. You, you invent your own. You invent your own micro wolves in the That's, form of eye damage. Of all news things, I read this Yahoo thing, mm-hmm. and it's like, how do you sleep? And, it's, and I, I looked at the one how I sleep. Oh, this is a person who uh, can't is afraid because they can't control the chaos around them. What is? What do you mean? How do you sleep? I sleep like I'm like on my stomach, holding on to the bed, like free fall. Like this person is sleep on your stomach. I sleep on my stomach, holding on to the bed, like I'm like falling out of a plane. You know, like, like you know. I'm glad Yahoo was able to clear up the yeah of all things. Uh What happens when you you start looking everywhere? Yeah, fucking Yahoo. Going to psychics. OMG celebs. Like I'm gonna be all right eventually, right? Yeah, I think. But everything is pretty much good now. That's awesome. The most fun with the baby. And you have all kinds of. uh, And it just you just have to realize that like what what they try to explain to me is like what are real thoughts and what are what are not real thoughts. Are you doing the moth anytime soon? That's what actually what turned it. I finally was like I need to go tell a room full of people all my crazy shit. Because you have. Uh, and it, I need to and that it was really therapeutic to I go. I bet it was. That to me, I've done, I've done the moth stuff a couple times, and it's like feels so good because you're just basically, it's turning this thing that you're embarrassed about and scared of into the most power to the opposite. It's like, oh, this horrible thing happened is actually the most badass story, and you seem I mean, you're amazing because you're just you're taking this thing that's so scary to talk about and and talking about it at will in front of people you don't know. So it's like. It's, it's it makes you, you feel seem free. like a fucking giant because you're just you're. you're just, uh, I felt freed because I was so. Yeah. I don't know. At that well, point, when I first did that moth, I was so that was. You like, should keep doing it. You've been doing it more. Got to do I it did more. Two, well, keep I was like, after it. I did that one, I was like, well, that's the big one. You should just keep doing it. You can keep doing it. You can tell the same story. Really? Yeah, I think so. I don't think it matters. Yeah. Well, I've been working on something too with Johnny. Okay. So it's good because he after he lived with me, he then's like, well, I'm just gonna film you all day. That sounds so good. he just started filming me all day, <laughs> every day. Forever. Yeah. Well, I mean, for so long. And then from that, we have we have something pretty cool. He's the first director I ever worked with in L.A. First yeah. time. Johnny Ross. Okay, we're going to wrap it up now. Ryan Flynn, thanks for being here and Twisting the Wind. Hey, thanks for we'll having me on. have to be on. a part two at some point. And uh, <laughs> you have all, I'm going to put all your videos on the site. Okay. There's all, you have all, there's all kinds of – there's just so many. It's like ridiculous. You have so many great things you've made that well, are so that, funny. You're in a bunch of them. Yeah, man, some of them. Yeah. Prince of Glendale, a classic favorite yeah. among all things. Uh, this has been Ryan Flynn on Twisting the Wind. Thanks for listening. Hey, thanks. Please keep coming back and um, buy Brody Stevens t-shirts <laughs> here at feralaudio.com. Hey, Brody. I love you. Uh, bye. <laughs>
incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.